Welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. And this is Parker. Go by Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, on the forums. This is Jeremy. Um, I have started a brand new MySpace page. Um, it's um, Jeremy MySpace slash Yahoo dot MySpace. MySpace. Who's in your top eight? Um, Metallica. Just Tom? No. Okay. Um, Metallica. Did uh, you boot that guy? <laughs> I, I have music in the like background, which is really mm-hmm. popular on websites. I didn't know if you knew about nice. that. It's a song I... I like... The, the music I like to autoplays is when it, it autoplays with no mute button at max volume. That's my favorite <laughs> autoplay yep. music. Oh, I don't man. even care what type of music it is, as long as it's loud and unstoppable. That's all I care about. <laughs> a punch to the face. Yeah. I want it to literally rip my eardrums from my body and shred them in front of my eyes. Yep, at work. While also advertising to everyone within 900 miles of my computer that I'm a dipshit. At a doctor's office, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite is when like you're in a waiting room at a doctor's office, some guy gets bored and he pulls out his tablet and uh, he unlocks it and it just it goes back to auto-playing the porn he was watching and he's like, shit! Like, <laughs> it's like moaning as loud as it goes. How many times has that happened to you, Brandon? Uh, depends <laughs> on what waiting room you're in. Four. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, back to Jeremy's point. Um, I heard an interesting counterpoint to um, MySpace and everyone making fun of it. And it doesn't make sense because if you look back, all Tom wanted to do was be your friend. And Zuckerberg wanted to literally ruin your life. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like we traded him for like a nice guy for literally the devil. So Tom wanted to be. Or maybe we should just go back to MySpace. Yeah, Tom wanted to be a friend, and uh, Zuckerberg wanted to crash your party with all his friends. Yeah. All right. So moving into announcements. Um, first announcement, Parker, you're down to 630 probationary episodes. Woohoo! Good. Working those off real good. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have. We're going to have a wheeling and dealing section later today where you can wager probationary episodes and maybe get that number down. Ooh, stay like tuned, a, true believers. A wheel of fish? No. Oh. More like a like a wager. Oh, well, that sounds cool. <laughs> I don't know how a wheel of fish enters into it. What is a, um, what is a so, wheel of fish? I don't know. It's from UHF. Probably... UHF, man. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, it's a movie. Uh, it's been too long for me. I don't remember. All I remember from UHF is, like, he put on the Rambo bandana, I think. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of cool stuff. Anyway, there's a wheel of fish, and you could spin mm-hmm. it and win different fish. All right. Uh, so, Parker, take us into it. All right. We got news. News, 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 All right. Uh, first bit of news. Brandon's long, long wait is finally over. He's coming, and you can't stop him. He's the unstoppable juggernaut. Kane Marco okay. is on his way finally to MCP. Uh, I think they uh, they spo- well, when did they spoil him four five years ago something like that is when they said they uh, come no. <laughs> yeah this was in the um, the his card wasn't revealed but yeah right. it was in the um, the mini mm-hmm. caster palooza I don't know the thing they did so yeah we we know what his card is official on the panel to play he is uh, eight health on both sides he's a big boy he's five points he moves uh, short but don't let that fool you we'll get there in a second. He is size four. His stats actually vary fairly wildly on both sides because with the, when the magic helmet comes off, 
then of course he has different stats. But his front side is uh, four three five, and his backside is four three two. So he loses three mystic defense on the backside because you know his helmet comes off, and then Professor X can mind blast him then. Uh, he does have a five dice to range strike that gives him power for damage dealt and wild push. Uh, that it is any character, uh, so it's a character size. Um, he does have another physical attack. It's a spender. It's also range two. It's seven dice for four power, and it has a wild uh, uh, rush. After the attack is resolved, if it is during his activation, he immediately may make a nothing stops the juggernaut superpower without paying the cost. And well, before we talk about his attack, let's just jump to that real fast and make sure you understand what that does. So, nothing stops the juggernaut says this character is pushed short. If it does not stop its movement, if it contacts a size three or smaller terrain feature, instead it, the train feature is removed, so he pushes right through it and it is destroyed. If the character contacts, contacts one or more other characters, once contacted, the character that it hits suffers one damage, and this character stops immediately. Uh, a character can be damaged by the superpower only once per turn. If this character has the stagger special condition, it immediately loses it. That costs three power, but if you get the wild on I'm the Juggernaut, his spender, it costs nothing. Uh, notice that it does not say that he can only do this superpower once per turn, so he can, nothing stops the Juggernaut, and also, I'm the Juggernaut, and get a rush. Um, so he can, nothing or stops the Juggernaut. Or he could just use nothing stops the Juggernaut three consecutive times. Right. However, it is a push, which interacts with one of his other abilities later on in his card. Do we want to stop here for a second, take a breath? You guys want to talk about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, we haven't talked about that other stuff yet. So, yeah. I am a little annoyed that he can't break through size 4 stuff because saying nothing stops him and then literally listing a thing that stops him in the first, like, in the second sentence of the ability. <laughs> I find a little annoying, but, you know, they they gave it a shot, I guess. Uh, I think uh, I think it's mostly just because, like, there are buildings in this game, and I didn't want, and I guess they didn't want him to have the well, ability to just disintegrate It says them. interactive train feature, so that would have oh, that's, stopped that's that. True. You could just say the size 5s are not interactable, and that would have been fine. Right. That we also know for a fact, due to spoilers, that they're coming out with non-interactive train features that are size four. So mm. I think that would be fine. Just say, like, just clarify these are non-interactable and it wouldn't be breakable. But anyway, uh, this is clearly an amazing ability. Um, anything that lets you move out of activation, mm. it also doesn't take up an action. Um, he can do it several times in a turn. He can deal damage to... Um, multiple characters without attacking them like all of these are good abilities the only question is is three power too much or is the four power cost on i'm the juggernaut going to prevent him from using it on a regular basis uh something to 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 note is folks like the, uh, like the hulk who has the place ability who you know places uh, within range two i believe isn't that how he works um yes. it does one of the things that does stop the hulk is you know a lamppost so if you can actually you you can prevent the Hulk from getting exactly what he wants by having certain terrain in the way, whereas mm -hmm. and he has to spend three power to do it. But as the Juggernaut, he just goes, and unless like That's you said, true. it's a large thing, he just blows right through it. It's much more difficult to stop the Juggernaut from doing that thing he wants to do if he really wants to get close to you. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and finish up his superpowers, and then we'll right. finish talking about him because he's very much a he's a very cohesive character. A lot of things work together. Yeah, there's um, a lot of interworking parts. Right. Uh, he has a superpower called Nice Punch. It costs one. It immediately reduces the amount of damage he takes by one. Uh, he has the the um, 
passive superpower called Helmet on his healthy side only. This character could not be pushed or advanced by the special effects of enemy mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. Again, you can't take him over his mind while his helmet is on. And his last ability is Unstoppable Momentum. After this character resolves a move action during its activation, it immediately gains two power. The next attack made by this character, this activation, adds three dice to the attack roll. This character can be affected by the superpower only once per turn. He's also immune to stun. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, do you want to jump in here? Because I got a lot to say. Go ahead. Um, he's your boy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, you're excited. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, the unstoppable momentum at first glance looks like a, a very important part of his kit. And I think that it is a very important part of his kit, but it's actually his second most important ability. Helmet is the most important ability. Having a size 4 character that can't be pushed or advanced by mystic attacks or superpowers means that you're going to be on a point because there's very few things that interact with him in a way that can get him off of a point. Mm -hmm. And it's only on his healthy side, but turns out that's the side that matters when it comes to playing this game. It doesn't matter that it's not on his backside because when he's not healthy, he's not going to contest a point. So helmet is incredibly effective. Um, when combined with a size 4 model, because not many people can throw size 4 at this point, and they just changed the game to make that even more true than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, as far as being a scenario-based character, we just talked about he's got a non-action ability that lets him move and also break terrain. Uh, that's also going to be very important for scenario play. And then he's got damage reduction, and it can reduce damage to zero, meaning that he's going to be able to stay on his healthy side for a very long time if you want him to. Obviously, he's going to synergize amazingly well with Magneto uh, because of his nothing stops the juggernaut breaking terrain, which is going to trigger Magneto's leadership to give out even more power, which is going to keep him fueled up, which is going to keep him reducing damage and keep him moving on to points. And I, so I think all of this is great. Um, his offensive potential is just whatever to me. Like, it's bonus because mm -hmm. this guy is basically a five-point scenario holder, um, which I think is partially what Brotherhood needed. They, they didn't need it to be a five-pointer, but they needed somebody that was an immovable object because too many of their people are movable or too expensive. I think um, um, another thing that Juggernaut does, which is like not on his card, is the Unstoppable Momentum says, when I move, automatically gain two power and gain three dice of attack roll. Another way to read that is, if I sacrifice my attack action get three dice on another attack basically at very quickly do a three dice attack after i move and get two power as if i hit and did two damage mm -hmm. when you think about like the curve of the game one of the only ways to gain power during your turn is usually to do to do damage and gaining two power from an attack feels great so juggernaut gets to move gain two power like he did two damage and then add three dice to his other attack which is like doing a three dice attack although it could be more if you you know spiked hard it's actually better because your opponent won't be able to you know roll their four defense uh, their four physical defense against those three dice you've got to roll four physical defense against eight dice if he just basically uses his strike so i think uh you, i think you're exactly right i think it's a fantastic uh scenario piece i think any any force that has the ability to spend five points on him and needs somebody to be in the front being immovable, right? I think that's this is going to be a great choice. But I I actually disagree. I think his offensive potential is is a lot more than it looks like because over the course of the game he's going to be gaining more power and you know doing more attacks than another character that has to move to attack. 
Um, is he as good or efficient as a charge character? Well, no. But is he more efficient than somebody who just who has to spend one move action every time to get close? So much more efficient. Um, I think it's... Uh, so when I said that I don't think his offense is important, I didn't think it was not good. I think his okay. offense is high. Yeah. I just don't think it's a, the important part of his kit. Mm. That's just extra. True. But it's obviously very good at damage, I think. Mm-hmm. Because... It also, his strike being able to push people and his uh, spender triggering rush are both really good. And like you said, uh, we're not really used to consistent eight dice attacks that cost nothing. Like, that's not a thing in the game right now. Like, we don't see people doing eight dice builders without spending something for it. And he does that. And in addition to that, the eight dice attack means that the push is going to be really consistently happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. I don't know. I don't think he's broken or anything, but he seems like I don't think people are going to look at his card initially and see what all he's going to be doing because you have a a bruiser type character that is immune to stun, pseudo immune to staggered, effectively immune to control, and then also is extremely mobile and damaging. Like it's a weird combination of abilities. Jeremy, do you take him before another five pointer in your faction? I think he might. Uh, I don't know. I, I just keep looking at him, and I see him in criminals and can't, like, drop the idea. Yeah. Like, he is just so stupid in criminals. Yeah. Um, he makes that crazy 14-point list. Modoc plus him uh, plus Kingpin. And you're like, how do you... <laughs> what do you do if, <laughs> if that gets dropped on you at 14? And they're playing criminals. I think a lot of like, people uh, don't realize how mobile he is either. Like, yeah. like we talk about playing, like, Mayor Fisk and Terrigen all the time. He can cross the gap and still hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, if he has 10 power, he can, nothing stops the Juggernaut, advance, nothing stops the Juggernaut three more times, and then hit you for eight dice with a push. Like, that's that's game-changing scenario play. Like, that's a silly amount of movement on one character. Because mm-hmm. it's effectively five short moves on a large base. What the fuck? Like, he's going to go literally across the board. Uh, yeah, I like him. He's a five-point model that isn't like other five-point models, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's really oh, interesting yeah. how they how they build these characters to be so different, even though, I mean, the mechanics are kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, also, keep in mind, during that five short moves, he can da- hand out four damage to people. While right. Doing that, that was the last thing yeah. I was going to say about him that we didn't mention, which is one of the things we talk about being so premium in this game is being able to do damage to somebody without rolling dice. Because you're like, oh, that guy has one health left. Bump, bump, he's gone. Like, just, he's gone. Yeah. Um, so many abilities in this game right now that deal one or two damage you have to roll dice for. And the fact that he just does it is great. Compare this to like Omega Red that has to, you know, jump through a bit of a Rube Goldberg machine to make his automatic damage come off, and he just does it you know, so proactively. It's it's going to be really strong. So, I think this is this might be a bit of a stretch, but I can very easily see it getting worded this way. So let's say there are there's a model standing close to Juggernaut, very close to Juggernaut. He advances, moves to the far side of them but ends in base contact with them. Then declares he's using Nothing Stops the Juggernaut as his superpower, starts his movement in contact with the character he just walked past, and pushes him short directly away from the character he started in contact with. Mm -hmm. He contacted that character during the push, correct? 
if this character because the distance between them was zero during the push yeah that's like a war machine like gotcha mechanic well however if you follow the rule of it it says if he if he did do that he would immediately stop right there because it says okay so so the the character contest one more characters with contest characters then this character stops normal so okay. I, I, I think if, if you rule it that way and you say, oh, I'm on the backside moving away from this character, so I contacted gotcha. him, then you'd okay. also just stop right there, I think is what this says. You're right. That's a good catch. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think they, they worded it correctly to stop this then. Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyway, because we got, we got a bunch of this stuff, kind of stuff's coming up in the rules section mm-hmm. later. I, anyway, um, I'm very excited because I, I just, I like the flexibility if you have somebody that's you know, obviously on low hit points, you can tag them with your free damage and then take a strike at somebody else, or you can move, strike somebody, and then if you leave them on one, tap them with your base and then move past them again with a second movement thing. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. It's very, I think it's very exciting. I, I really like the idea about criminals because criminals really, the criminals is, wants to play a lot of characters from other factions because they have so many as branded yeah. potatoes. Um, and the fact that you can kind of put five points into a model is going to be so premium for them. I think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, Juggernaut's going to be one of those things. Another criminals just keep, their their stock just keeps rising. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later. But but I feel like Juggernaut's going to put them over the top. Are we ready for the next character? Because I have more. No, we're not. We haven't finished Juggernaut. Yet. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. He's different on the back, Parker. Well, yeah, but the the but there is really only one difference on his back, which I mentioned. There's multiple differences on his back. Did well, you yes. see his new superpower on the back? There's, oh, of course. I almost he forgot. He has a different superpower That's on the correct. back, Parker. That's correct. He, he loses um, Helmet, but he gains an active superpower, um, which is called Avatar of Sidorak. So for three power, he can choose interactive train feature or enemy character of size three or less within two and throw it medium. So he gains a throw on the backside. So keep in mind, if you actually do manage to bring down this monster, he has multiple sources of auto damage. At mm-hmm. that point. Right. And power to use them. That's going to be interesting. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if he has seven power, he can quite easily trigger the ten dice attack and... Or, sorry, if he starts with five power, which is basically guaranteed if he got dazed, he's going to be able to throw uh, I am the Juggernaut, which will more than likely on ten dice trigger nothing stops the Juggernaut, and then still have power left over to use Avatar of Sidorak. Oh, remember, you don't have to have five power. You just have to have... You just have to have two because after he moves, he gains two powers, enough to do I'm the Juggernaut. Uh, but yeah, if, but then you, you wouldn't have enough for Avatar of Sidorak. Right, so yeah. you'd have to have five to start with. Yeah, you would do that, yeah. too. It's very exciting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm very happy with Juggernaut. I think he, he was a good way to capture this character without making him just nutso. Kind of like Hulk. Hulk's kind of hard to design because he's literally untouchable to most of the, the MCU. Yeah. So anyway, now we're ready for the next one. All right, so more Mutants. Um, not as a panel to play, but on another leak, we got some uh, pictures taken of cards. Um, we know Romain Lebeau, a Gambit, has a card. Uh, we only know his front side right now, according to this. I'm not sure where his backside's hiding on the internet, but the front side is uh, a three-cost character. He has five health, moves medium, size two. He has three physical, three energy, and three mystic defense. Uh, he has a physical bow staff attack, which is a range two, a four dice, uh, he only gains one power for it. It has a wild push. If the character is size three or less, it pushes them short. He also has a ranged attack. It's physical called Kinetic Ace. It's five dice, and he gains power for every damage dealt. Uh, he ha- It has a wild explosives, which does one damage to everyone within two of the target. 
and his spending attack is an energy 52 card pickup it's a beam four uh, five dice and has a wild called flurry of cards when making this attack each wild in the attack counts as two successes before we talk about his attacks real fast i think i should mention he has a very interesting uh, ability to, to yeah. uh man- manipulate to uh, make sure his wilds happen more often called a little something extra for one power after this character rolls an attack dice he may use this power this character may change one uh, hit result to a wild result so it has to be a hit already you can't turn a blank or another a dice to it but he can turn a hit to a wild yeah basically meaning that you can um, you have a 3 and 8 chance per die to trigger um, wild effects which mm-hmm. is very good it also means, like, with 52-card pickup, if you have a power to spend, you just immediately turn one hit into two, functionally, is what happens. That's a that's a 37.5% chance per die to, to get a wild. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having a four-dice attack, which is his lowest one, is um, very easy to trigger. <laughs> yes. It's also worth noting that he can add dice to any of his abilities uh, by spending three. He has the traditional, like, Black Bolt. He can add two attack dice... Uh, for three power. His last ability is called Enhanced Agility. It costs. It has two power on it. After an attack targeting his character is resolved, he may immediately use the power. Uh, the attacking character suffers one damage, just happens. This character may advance away from the attacking character short. So after some, he gets attacked, he gets to do a damage and move away. Isn't this basically Parting Shot? Uh... Ooh. What's the difference? I'm gonna look up parting shot. Yeah, who is Bullseye parting shot? Uh, I think he does. Also, um, Agent Widow has it. Yeah, it is parting shot. Yep, it's parting shot. They they both trigger on damage. Uh, no, enhanced yeah. agility triggers on attack resolution. It does not require. Oh, me super oh yeah, no, they're the same. Yeah, yeah, they're the same. Away from short, both cost two. Yeah. Yep. Just yep. a new name for parting shot. Okay, got it. Okay, so parting shot, hits become wilds. Uh, you can only change one of your hits to a wild, though, which is important. Uh, but you can add two dice for three power. Uh, so someone at the tournament, I was talking about X-Men are going to be getting better soon because they're getting more characters, said that, yeah, but Gambit's terrible. <laughs> mm. And I think they're very wrong. This seems like a very solid kit. A lot like Juggernaut, though. Like, not on face value seems great, but if you right. like start thinking about the interactions. You're talking about a character that has like a 90% chance to push people with its his strike. Mm-hmm. Up to size 3. That's very good. Uh, another weird thing about Kinetic Ace is it's an explosive builder. So... Yeah. Uh, if there are two characters within two, he can just throw two Kinetic Aces and do two automatic damage and then whatever he does with his dice. Like, that's a lot of damage to clustered characters. Um, yeah. Really fast. You might need to have two power before you do that, but yeah, it's very likely you will get some power back. Well, no, you just need one, right? Yeah, I guess it, to guarantee it, we'll, you would need two. But if your builder yeah, ex- does any damage, then the next one will also. Right. I just want to make sure it's clear that people know you don't get power for the explosive. No. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to spend one to make sure there's a wild, but... Right. And on five dice, the odds of no hits, no wilds is extremely small. Right. 
it's not all, guaranteed, but you know. It's also hard. worth mentioning that if you if you uh, beam some if you beam two character or fifty two card pickup and you roll, start rolling any wilds in those rolls and then start adding more wilds if you're rolling hits, <laughs> like you can get a yeah. lot of damage really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's like super broken or anything. I think no. he's very good, but. Yeah, the thought of, like, you look at this card and go, this is not a good character, I don't understand the logic there. Because I guess the biggest problem was, like, he might die really fast, but I think because of enhanced agility, a lot of people are going to be avoiding attacking him. He's going to have to get basically one-shotted. If he gets one-shot, he's going to come back with a ton of power and unload into somebody. Mm -hmm. This feels a lot like Domino. Like, Domino just seems okay until you get her on the table and you see the mechanics work, and you're like, oh, this is much better than I thought it was. And so I think having X-Men having access to both Domino and now Remy, and then Magic soon, which also seems very solid, they're going to have three very good three-pointers to go into their list. They're going to become an actual competitive faction, I think. Good, Jeremy. You've been waiting patiently. Uh, it's just nice to see another three-point X-Men. Um, and if you're putting, if you're attacking him, uh, you're not attacking Storm and you're not attacking Domino, so I'm winning. Uh, I don't think he's you gonna... care if they attack Storm. Well, you can't, for one. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. But he is different. I don't know. I, he seems fine. I wouldn't say he's bad or good. Like, he's got, he kind of has some stuff to do things. Like, he, he's not kind of a, a blah like beast beast is kind of blah i think but i don't like the fact he does i mean he does have a push so push is cool um so yeah he's kind of got a kit to do kind of a little bit of everything and that's what you want i would like to bring up real quick uh he has two gambit only cards that were spoiled on the stream um the first is during the power phase gambit may play this card it's called charming thief this round, when an enemy character within four of Gambit uses an active or reactive superpower, Gambit gains one power. And the second mm-hmm. being uh, Dark Past, which is during the power phase, if your squad is not using the uncanny X-Men affiliation, Gambit may play this card. Each allied character within three of Gambit gains stealth until the end of the round. Wait, what? If you're not in X-Men? Correct. Yes. Dark Past is, is I think, implying that he's doing some of his old shenanigans. Oh. So it gives you a benefit for playing Gambit out of faction. Yes. Huh. It's basically like um, Pretty Sneaky Sis, but they have to be within three of Gambit. Hmm. Oh, hold on. It doesn't cost any power. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So yeah, you just hand out stealth to, to whoever's within three of Gambit for free. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember that. that card. That's cool. Uh, so Charming Thief seemed kind of silly at first. Like, what does Gambit need power for? But, like, feels like Gambit getting a lot of power at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And also, look at this. The Charming Thief also doesn't cost power. Yeah. So I don't think this is a terrible card now, seeing his kit, because Gambit Rambly getting, like, 6 to 8 power seems like he could cause some ser- serious damage. Yeah. Because if he's doing... What is it? 52 card pickup costs four. If he's got three to pump the dice and then another one to change something to a wild, you're talking about a seven dice attack where wilds count as two and you're basically guaranteeing an additional wild over your roll. And so you could theoretically spike up to three wilds, not consistently, but like in a good spot. And so 
If you're making a beam attack, you're probably hitting at least two people. I don't know. This this could cause some serious damage. He hits way above his his three point cost for sure. Yeah, um, but he also has a lot of utility, like the explosion and the ability Push. to move people that are up to size three. The I, the big part is I think size three. I think I'll, I'll, if we were told that this was going to be an ability, that he was not going to be able to push size three. And so that's a big deal because he becomes kind of their Iron Man type character that can hold a side point by himself really easily. Because mm-hmm. if you walk up and try and hit him and get him down off of a point, he's going to cause an auto damage and walk out of your attack range. And then you're basically going to end your turn because you have to move up to him so you can't attack. Then he's going to move to the other side of you, or if you didn't move up to him, he's going to walk up to melee range and then tap you and basically auto push you off the point and laugh at you. And so you're basically going to take a damage for attacking him. You probably got some damage on him, but he's also attacking you back and getting a free push, basically. Like, this Mm -hmm. seems like a very doable kit. He's probably not great at 2v1-ing, but I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, he's a three-point character. He's not supposed to wade in. He's not the juggernaut. He's not supposed to wade into combat and be a monster. I don't know if anybody wanted him to be that, but he's not going to, That's and that's just yeah. fine. Uh, are you able to hold in your absolute unbridled rage that Gambit is at the topic of conversation right now? I know you hate him with a burning passion. Um, I do not like a lot of things about him, but... <laughs> Uh, is I like it his, his coat? You think his coat's silly? Uh, I do think his outfit is, <laughs> in the words of Ryan Reynolds from Dom Pier 3, your coat is ridiculous. <laughs> everything about everything about like his character concept is, it's it's juvenile and amazing. Amazing that it ever like passed muster. Shatterstar's outfit makes more sense than Campbell's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. But think about it. If you were an orphaned kid in the bayou, you uh-huh. would think this guy looks like a badass. Oh, when I was when I and was And you would probably kill kid. him and take his outfit. I think that's the origin story. When, when I was a very parented child from the bayou, mm-hmm. I thought Gambit was awesome. But as I've gotten yeah. older, he looks just so much more. I actually, he's one of those characters that I'm kind of surprised he never got an update. Like Wolverine used to look kind of dumb too with the weird like things flying off his knees and the giant yeah. thing on his head. Like, he looked kind of weird. It was like the late 80s. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone looked silly. Yeah, it looked silly. But I don't think Gambit really ever got, like, a facelift or an update. He just kind of always they did. like that. Uh, there's a Rogue and Gambit in a newer arc that have, like, actual super- superhero-looking costumes. Oh, okay. I guess Rogue kind of does anyway, but she has the bomber jacket on top of it. Right. But, anyway. So yeah. what is that thing, anyway? It's not a mask. And it just kind of, like, surrounds his head and allows uh-huh. his hair to breathe. Like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. It's the exact same thing Jean Grey wears, which is the character he likes, which why it's why it makes no sense. <laughs> no, it's but, not yeah, the mask. The mask is oh, badass. It's the it's <laughs> Yeah, the garish, he likes that part. <laughs> it's the garish it's the garish pink uh out it's the garish pink with the metal boots and it the matches and, his eyes. and the duster. <laughs> like all of those things together. Dusters are cool. I know dusters are great. I l- every character No, I can't say that because I'm not sure. Alright, so to we've clarified that you like the face hugger thing he's wearing. You <laughs> like the fact that he is wearing a duster. And so the only thing you don't like is that he's wearing a chest piece of body armor that matches his eye color. That's not That's body what you're armor. upset about. That's not body armor. That's spandex with a metal belt and That's metal. body armor. You can it's see it's armor. raised above the rest of his costume. Well, maybe. That's body armor. I 
That's when you're a professional thief, Parker. You'll understand. It looks like if somebody it, like his combat, his concept art looks like it was drawn in like not the back page of, of a three ring college rule notebook, but like the second to back page because the, <laughs> yeah. the, the other back page had been torn off during fourth period or whatever. And so mm-hmm. this, it looks like somebody doodled this like, like, well, yeah, he should have like pink and metal boots. Like, yeah. And a duster. Well, I'm just saying it worked because a lot of people think he looks badass. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, Still. Budwe- pe- people buy Budweiser. Still. Not, okay. Let's, taste good, okay. Hold on. But... Still. Right, shots fired here. Still. <laughs> we're going to have to handle this outside the squared circle here. <laughs> If if you can find like look, what if he was going through the chest of things and he's like, look, uh, I need some armor, I need some pants and boots and all this shit. Well, they're pink, but whatever. They give me plus one to defense, whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he's like looking around. He's like, oh, what is this thing I can put on my head? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the he found that in like a back storeroom at the X Mansion. It's like, hey, what is this? Oh, that's Jean's extra face under. <laughs> Like I could wear this. Yeah. It'll keep the hair out of my eyes when I, I'm I looking can at rock people this. with my glowing yeah. red coal black eyes. Oh yeah. my god. Like, okay, whatever. All right, let's move on to the next one, and that way I can rip your like your logic apart. Okay, so if uh, if Gambit was <laughs> secretly good, but people were sure he was bad, um, here comes Colossus. Uh, so Colossus is. I'm going to read his card out loud. And I'm going to try not to like color it with my opinion. Here we go. (laughs) Colossus is a uh, four-cost character. He has six health uh, on the front side and seven health on the back. He moves uh, short. He's size three. He has four physical defense, three energy defense, and three mystic, and those are the same on front and back. He has a physical strike that's range two, gives five dice builder, and has a wild concussive force, which immediately forces the attacked character to lose one power. He has a, a spender attack, which is also physical, also range two, all called X-Slam. It, it rolls seven dice and is costs three power. It has stun uh, after the attack is resolved automatically and stagger on a wild. So what do we think about his, his stats and his, uh, and his attack? I have some things to say. Go ahead. Uh, so well, first off, just to clarify, um, the strike ability Concussive Force is the exact same ability that Cyclops has on his Optic Devastation, which is why you probably thought it sounded like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about all I had to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, go ahead. This guy's this guy is just his his attacks. When you look at his attacks, you're like, this is a four cost character. <laughs> like Red Skull kicks the shit out of this guy with attacks, and his defensive stats are four three um, three. And six health on a tanky guy. Four three three is fine. Like, what I do you guess. expect them to do? I he's Colossus. He's supposed to like in in every I, comic panel so, ever. He was he's wading through bullets and blasts. Right, like that's what he is. He's the X Men's wall, and you know he's the immovable Russian. Well, what did you Russian. want him to have? What stat line would you give him? Uh, I would have given him four four three, or maybe four, even four four two if they felt if they just didn't like the the total. Um, but I think four four three okay. would have been would have been fine. Or I think four four three probably would have been fine. Yeah, and um, I I think he should have stood out defensively. I don't think he should have had in, in you know infinite health because it's about his like his skin, right? He does have higher endurance than a regular person, but not 
as he's he's not supposed to be as high in endurance as someone like the Juggernaut, for example, has mystical like energy coursing through his body. He is he's just a really strong guy that also has organic metal skin that's extremely you know impervious to to, to damage. I think I was expecting something like four four three. Um, okay, well, let's finish his card and I'll rebuttal. Okay. Uh, he does have a throw called Playing Catch. Um, it is uh, three cost, and it can throw interactive terrain features of size three or less uh, medium if they start within two, inch, uh, two range of him. He has a Big Brother, which is uh, costs two power. It is exactly protect. So if there's somebody else is being attacked within two, he can uh, take the damage, uh, take the attack for them. Uh, he has I think a... I think you meant it is... Um... Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Not, Sorry, not protect. Not protect. Bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, he has another uh, superpower called uh, Bojimoy. Uh, it is uh, two uh, cost. When this character is targeted by a physical or a energy attack, he may immediately add two dice to his defense roll against that attack. And then uh, Organic Steel, which uh, reduces his damage suffered by one to minimum one. He's immune to bleed. Hmm. That's it. Okay. So my response to the... Uh, defensive stats. If they were to give him four four three, I think he would be the first character with four four that has damage reduction, right? Yes, that sounds right. And he also has a mechanic that adds defense dice. Yes. So you're talking about a character that would basically be six six in the important situations that also has free damage reduction. I think that's probably why he's four three three. Okay. Now, if you want to complain about his attacks, I'm not going to argue against you. I think Stagger on a Wild is probably fine, but realistically, it doesn't matter what that attack says because you're never going to use it because he's a protector. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he eh, just seems yeah, so he's pretty boring. Meh. He seems so boring. He's very boring. But Johnny that's Cage kinda... at least is a three pointer that does cool stuff. Like this guy's yeah. four points. Did you call him Lonnie? Huh? Did you say Lonnie Cage? No, I said Johnny. Johnny. No, it's not Johnny. Johnny Cage? Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage is from, like, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Damn it. Who are you thinking? Lucas, his Luke cousin. Cage. Luke Cage. That's <laughs> Lucas. why I was like, did he say Lonnie Cage? Lonnie Cage. Lonnie Listen, Cage. Scorpion. You know. <laughs> Pub Zero. <laughs> He's, we're talking about the Cage family here, okay? There's a yeah. bunch yeah, of them. Could, anything, they all show up. On the table. There's no telling. Yeah. I just, I just God this, forbid it's Nicholas. <laughs> I just had this great image. I just had this great <laughs> image of, like, a really bad porn Mortal Kombat remake where it's just Lonnie, Lonnie Cage and just, just a bunch of really weird names, just barely so, not the real names. To be clear, the best part of Colossus is the ability to joke about all the cages now that exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just fucking all boring. Right. Yeah, but he's a bodyguarder. Like, they are boring. Welcome to the universe. No. Like, let's so let's talk about Captain America as a comparison because they're they're fairly similar characters. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference being that um, Captain America is going to pick up a range attack in replacement for the throw. Basically, the outside of that, they're fairly comparable. Like honestly, Colossus might be about as hard to kill because he's got the damage reduction instead of the mm-hmm. blanks on the back. Um, immunity to bleed isn't terrible. Like a lot of people are throwing bleed around nowadays. He's fine. Like, yeah, he's not going to be particularly great at dealing out the damage, but he's not supposed to. Uh, he definitely couldn't be three points, and I, I, he could have energy defense four, but I don't know that that makes him a better character. Like, if that one defense die is making the difference, you yeah. don't need it. Yeah. Like, that's my argument. 
I we were talking about his stat line earlier. That's why I didn't like that he had four yeah. through three. But I can say that. Oh, he has more health on the back. He does. He has yeah. seven on the back. I, I did say that. I think I did. Okay, I missed it. Yeah. Um, that's the only difference between his front side and his back side. I think that. You know, I, I said that he's supposed to be like the X-Men's wall, right? And, and that's what he is in the comic books. And he usually, you know, every once in a while he stands up and fist fights somebody strong. But for the most part, he is like a very defensive character in like their strategy. So that they, I think they did a good job of translating him onto the board. But man, I, you know, I do not know if, how much do I want if let's to spend four points on a character. Because Captain America, I, the one thing about Captain America is that Captain America... Uh, has you know a data unlike any other, which is an amazing leadership, which is a reason sure. uh, one of the reasons why you put him on the board. Uh, but the other reason why you put him on the board is he actually does have the ability to move other characters, so he has some control issues, you know, some things to control. And Colossus cannot yeah. throw other characters, so he has a throw. He doesn't throw oh, other characters. It's only interactive terrain. Yeah, like if eh, if if they would have if they would have put interactive terrain or character on his card, I don't think that breaks him, and I I would like him a lot more because it would give me some reason to take him other than I want him to protect other characters. And here's the other bit: if if he rolls well, or if DR happens and he spends two power and only takes one damage, then he's not going to be able to do it again very much. Uh, he has to get really close before he starts gaining power. This is one of the things we didn't like about Captain America is the old the old version of his card is that he would actually run out of power and he actually got to discount body, you know bodyguard by one every other time it got used. So yeah, but he doesn't have to spend for the extra dice as often because he's got the organic steel. Like he doesn't yes. have to get plus two defense dice against four dice attacks really because he's already gonna only take one. You're right. I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah, saying, and he's Colossus. got two more hit points. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I do not know. I, I will maybe I'll put it on. You know, if I ever get a chance to put him on the board, I'll, I'll be really surprised how he always always has two power to uh, do Big Brother. But I don't think he will most of the time. I think you're taking him to protect your vulnerable characters, and you actually won't get that much protection out of him. I mean, um, there's there's no veiled concept here. I don't think he's going to get played because he's a four point character in X Men. Yeah, like that's that's the conversation. Is that they printed a four on his card. He's literally unplayable. Like, mm -hmm. that's the problem. And so I get that he's let down at four points, but what the fuck would he have to do to get into your list at four points? Like, he'd have to be insane, right? Because you're not playing him first. You're definitely playing Rogue first. Yes, yes. He would have to be absolutely crazy to get onto the table. So the only people that are going to play Colossus are people that just like Colossus. And for those people, I think he's fine. He's not bad. He's probably not hyper competitive. But he's not he's not going to actively lower your ability to win. No. He's going to be a brick. He's going to stand there. He's going to bodyguard a decent amount of attacks and he's going to not die. I just want to play my Deadpool movie list. What's He helps that. He is in X-Force. That's what I'm yes. saying. I think the bigger question would be does he fit into X-Force? And I would actually say um no, like that. That's actually the other thing. I was that. That's where I was gonna get to. Is I love X Force. I love me some X Force, and I stared at this guy going, "Man, this doesn't help X Force at all." <laughs> like it I think you'd be surprised how frustrating it is to try and kill a healing factor two person when he's standing next to a bodyguard. That's true. It would allow. It, it, you might be able to. You could keep Sabretooth alive forever. Yeah, Sabretooth and Wolverine and Deadpool would all never die. Uh, wait, he does have, and we it already was spoiled a while ago. He can throw other character friendlies, yes, right? Yes, fastball special yes, is fastball. the best friendly throw card in the game. Yeah, that's actually might it, be the reason it to puts, play Colossus. Here, let me let me pull it up. 
I have it right here. Hold on. That actually is probably what it is. It's probably he probably costs four because he has fastball special. Fastball special costs one power each, so it's not overly taxing. Uh, if Colossus and Wolverine are within two of each other, they most both bone to play this card. Throw the allied Wolverine medium. Uh, Wolverine does not suffer damage for collision, and by the way, Wolverine counts as size three when thrown. Yeah. Uh, any characters that he glides with roll two fewer dodge dice and suffer bleed. Yep, that's that's it. That, like that's yeah. Like that is so worth playing Colossus. That giving Wolverine the initiative like that is mm-hmm. such a big deal. Um, Wolverine will be able to do so much more work with Colossus. So I'm sold. Yeah. I actually after thinking you gotta about, try it at least. Yeah. I will definitely, and also I will say this: X Force does have the ability to play a four cost character. Um, you're not that mad about playing a four cost character in X Force, yeah? Um, so, you know, weird how the faction is basically built on the back of four point average. Yeah, <laughs> it's a strange, it's a strange faction, but it's, mm-hmm. but I think that you know it will be a different way to play them. I think Colossus. I think you'll probably have to sub out Sabretooth probably to play him. But I don't Probably. know if you'd be that. I don't know if you'd be that upset in some scenarios. I think, honestly, you might drop Cable. I don't know. Uh, just because you don't care about his uh, leadership that much, maybe the the leadership becomes slightly less valuable. The defense dice become less valuable. Uh. And he's five points. I think you probably mm. might try it at like a super lean point total. Like if you're doing like fourteen or something on sword base, right? Maybe give it a try. And you're just going to run like Sabretooth, Wolverine, Deadpool, Colossus. How many points is that? That's um, fifteen. I'd probably run Domino instead, but yeah, of Deadpool. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think I think there's something there. Oh, you could throw Bob in and be at fourteen, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of beef followed up by like a, a contester. Yeah, okay. but anyway, so I, I I think there's something there. I don't think he's bad. I think people are giving him a bad rap. I think they're, it's going to be like Black Dwarf. You need to see how hard he is to remove before you can really judge him. Yeah, the, uh, when as soon as Jeremy said he's so boring, my mind Im- boring. my mind immediately went to our our review that we regret of Black Dwarf of how you know he mm-hmm. he just seems so boring and Colossus is even more somehow beyond that extreme of boring. he is far more boring than Black Dwarf. Yeah. So I mean the thing is he does have a cool card. But does that cool card bring him into a level of playing? Whereas our favorite cage of all the cages, um, Luke Cage, has one of the coolest tactics cards in the game where he comes flying across the fucking board and throws your ass out of combat. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a crazy card and it makes him so valuable. Um, Does Colossus's throw a dude into bed? Maybe, but Get Help also does that and it isn't in every list. Well... Well, get help costs ten points because you're out of Thor and yeah. probably. <laughs> so, and points. well, the problem isn't even yeah. that; it's that you have to have that ten points right next to each other. Like it's yeah. on top of everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's so and people play get help. Like it's a great no, card. it's a great and card people, if you have them in for there, people sure. at home. It's actually called Slipping Rivalry, but it's really called get help. <laughs> yeah, um, get help. Yeah, I don't want to get help. I don't. I'm not doing get help. We're not doing get help. My brother, he's injured. He needs help. Help him. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I think I think he's got legs. I want to see him on the table. Uh, let's see. It's funny. Uh, so I, I was looking at Colossus. You said, do you, wouldn't you, in X-Men, wouldn't you just always play Rogue? And I was, I was like, let me, let me look. And so I looked at Rogue's card, and immediately comparisons yeah. could be made. She's also 6-Elf. Yeah. She also has 4-3-3. Three, three. She also has uh, a, d- a damage reduction, 
and her throw is exactly the same, except she can throw size four. Uh, Except we're going to add a much better set of attacks, yep. and she has charge. And the mutant absorption. And other abilities that yes. are fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she flies. Uh, the other thing uh, I, oh, I wanted oh, to bring up about and she's medium Colossus. Move. Yeah. She's medium move, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted... Oh, she has a arguably even better tactics card. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on Colossus, he is on a medium base. And mm-hmm. having a bodyguard on a medium base projects the bubble of protection in a surprisingly larger area. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot when you're looking at it on the table, but it is a much larger area. Yeah, I do like that. Um, Man, Rogue looks so good compared to him. I just love staring at yeah. both the cards at the same time. I'm like, man, why When am I, Why would you... What? <laughs> Four points in X-Men. What were you doing? All right, and her important tactics card is Mind If I Cut In. Rogue may play this card active. Costs uh, zero power. This round, when an enemy character is choosing the target character for a non-area, non-beam attack, if Rogue is in range and line of sight, the enemy must spend one power. If they do not, they must target Rogue with the attack. Oh, that's great. And so she has reverse bodyguard, where she's taxing the enemy, mm-hmm. which is very powerful in the early turns, because they walk up and are like, oh, I'm going to spend my th- two power to do my cool cheap spender. And they're like, all right, well, do you have three power? And they're like, no, it's turn two. And you're like, well, you're attacking Rogue. And he's like, well, I don't want to attack Rogue. Yeah. She's like, suck it. Yeah. I'm really excited to play Rogue in the X-Men. That's because Rogue is cool. Uh, I will say this. I, there is something to be said about the fact that we'll play that Rogue and Gambit will, that both have the same last name and they both have jackets on. So we can mm-hmm. play double jacket, double abuse. <laughs> that is not that. That does teep my totter a little bit. It does make me happy to see that there's a pair of jackets. I think Parker should not be allowed to play Rogue and Gambit because he bad talked them. What, do you, what listeners? What do you think? Because he bad talked no. Rogue and Gambit, I think he should be forced to only play Phoenix, or, or sorry, Jean Grey and Cyclops as his X Men list. What do you guys think? I would, Let me know in the comments. I would counter. Was saying you can't play Black Bolt because you think he's so dumb, but you won't play Black Bolt because you think he's so Facts. dumb. So I guess, I guess. Hey, well, hey, I stand by what I say. Yeah. Listen, I'm well, gonna defend. I am gonna defend Parker here. I don't think it's those two characters that he hates. He just hates all Cajuns. <laughs> he is a racist, so that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's just the a pe- Cajun race. It's a people, not those yeah. two models. It's just a people yeah. he hates. Swamp people. Don't worry, he doesn't hate them because they individually are bad. He hates them because of where they're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is definitely understandable. How this makes sense now. Place? There's How only there's only two things that people can't tolerate, and that's other people being intolerant of other people's cultures, <laughs> and then the Dutch. <laughs> Those are the two things that you can't tolerate. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, we did have one more bit of news. There's one more news. Okay. Speaking of X Men. Uh, it's not an X-Men card, but it might as well be. It feels like it should be anyway. Um, it's called Versatile Strategy. It's a tactics card, unaffiliated, active, uh, costs no power. An allied character with an active leadership ability may play this card. You may choose a non-active leadership ability of an allied character in your current squad that corresponds to your squad affiliation. The chosen leadership ability is now active instead of the current leadership ability. All effects of the original leadership ability expire. Okay, I was just confirming... You can't, like, Yankee swap to Cabal mid-game. Nope, you can't. <laughs> you're like, no, I play Dark Ray, and you're like, excuse me? No, okay, you, don't, just you, you sure. don't change affiliation, you just change power. But it is permanent, it's not the turn, it just happens. Is this free? It doesn't yes, cost power? Yes, it is. It is free. 
Hmm. I wonder if you're going to see people throw that in with like uh, Brotherhood and you're like, all right, well, turn one, I'm definitely yes. playing Mystique's leadership. Uh-huh. And then once I've picked up all the tokens, I'm going to play this card I think and start breaking stuff. I actually, I, I really, really like it with that one. I thought about that one. Also, you can put, she can put the token down. Oh, wait, the token would disappear mm-hmm. as soon as you played personal strategy. But um, the, the, the picking up tokens for free totally works. Yeah. Um, but at that yeah. point, it basically becomes X-Men First Class, the card, because that's basically what it does, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, you could start off playing Cap's leadership, and then throughout the game, as people start getting injured, flip over to Sam's leadership, and yeah. then start triggering all those abilities, which could be fun. Because Captain, because Sam actually really likes power deduction early game, but yeah. he doesn't need it later game. Um yeah, I actually, Avengers Avengers could work between those two. I mean, obviously, there's only, like, what, four affiliations that have two leaders right now anyway? Right. I think this is one of those cards that's going to get more stock as the game expands. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That seems pretty obvious. Um, I had the other one I thought it was maybe... Nah, I don't think Web Warriors. On the on the turn you used all webbed up, you could use Versatile Strategy to switch to to Big Peter, I guess, but I don't know why you do that. Like, it's that seems like a real Rube Goldberg machine. Um, Versal strategy to on your win the game turn, I think, would be a good call because after you've all webbed up uh, with Miles, you can uh, switch over and start placing people off points after they've activated. Right. And so there could be a bit of a gotcha mechanic there. I think Web Warriors probably abuse it the most because of that interaction of like, well, I only need to place you the one time to win the game. It, it probably abuses it the most, but I don't know if they'll really play it that much. Uh, I actually could, I actually considered maybe Cabal because you like Red Skull's ability early game. I don't know how much you need it later in the game mm. after everybody's got think... objectives. Maybe you'd like to have Sins later. I don't know. It's, I, I think Red Skull's already too much of a support investment for most people anyway, and so I think you you wouldn't be taking Red Skull and Sin in the same list. I think mm-hmm. it's a trap. Yeah. I think you end up too weak on the offensive side, especially for an affiliation that's meant to murder people. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I also didn't see like spending a tactic slot for that seemed too weak. Yeah. Uh, even though we have ten slots now to bring it, you could probably afford to bring it. Actually, putting it on the table, I don't know when you would do that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Alrighty. Uh, well, that was a big news section. We had a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited for new mutants coming out. Mutants are always the most fun characters. All right, uh, so currently playing is kind of going to actually be in the news section, right? You mean Not it? news, sorry, the main Yeah, kind of the, the main, main topic. Yeah. So let's cover that in the main topic. Go for it. All right, um, what we are going to do that we haven't done in a while is, Parker, we're going to play a Daily Bugle segment. Uh, normally, a Daily Bugle segment is basically just a little trivia section where we ask random questions to each other. But this time, we're going to do a gambling section. And so Parker will be allowed to wager any number. It's like the final round of Family Feud. What? Whatever game show where you can wager points. I don't know. I watch game shows. Jeopardy? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not a sick child at home. I don't watch game shows. Buck Futter. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Tell me, does it really make your penis mightier? <laughs> uh, so anyway. <clears throat> Texas with a dollar sign. All right, so Jeremy Jeremy brought this up before Parker joined the cast today. Uh, so we have the top four. Is this the end of season six, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, it's the top okay. four left. The end of, of the TTS season six league has just happened, and there is a top four of 
placers. And so what we want you to do is guess which affiliations made top four. Okay. And this is using the pre-updated rules, but everything that's been spoiled released is available. Like Convocation, I think, is the latest, right? Um... I believe that is correct. That's the last affiliation. That's, Basically, that's any it. models that have been sold to the public anywhere are usable in the game. Yes, but it wasn't the updated rule set, right? Right. They're still using pre-November rules. Okay. So all you've got is still legal. Got it. So I'm okay, supposed to so, guess four for four. The um, so yeah, let's put... What do we want to put the restriction on, Jeremy? Uh, because obviously there could be a duplicate. So let's say if... You go at least 50% on your guesses. I'll count that as a win. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I have to get two of the wow. four. Wow. Yeah. So if you Generous. guess... Generous. You guess two... Yeah, no, I, that's... Because I, this is a hard question, right? This like, is the a hard question. Yeah. Randomly guessing all four slots correctly is going to be pretty hard, I think. So if he goes two for four correct, okay. that's a win. Okay. So he doesn't even need to break 50%. And you can wager any number of your 630 probationary episodes at a one-for-one one rate. Okay. I, I'm going to make a Unless, wager. I need to make a wager as well. Side, okay, well, real wager. quick, I'll, I'll give bet. you the option, Parker. If you want to go three-for-four, I'll give you odds. So you're wagering like on a two-to-one rate. So if I lose, I don't lose as much is what you're saying. Right. So let's say if you, went, if you want to try and go three-for-four and you bet 50 episodes... You would reduce your total by a hundred if you win. You you gain fifty if you lose. Got it. So I'll give you better odds if you want to try and guess a higher percentage of the top four. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, Jeremy. What was your wager oh, you wanted to do? Um, I will bet eleven pizza rolls that okay. yeah, um, that Parker will only get one of them correct. Uh, Parker, do you want to wager in pizza rolls? Uh, wh- how do I owe him pizza rolls? Uh, we to... sell pizza rolls at the shop, so I'll just uh, okay. you have to buy pizza rolls for the loser. Okay, so you the think winner. so, Jer- so Jeremy, I win the bet if I get more than one. Is is your bet? Is your correct? Bet? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take eleven okay. pizza rolls. Okay. I will buy eleven. He's getting in rolls. on this action. Bold yeah. move. Bold move. Okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, is are the new cards in? Yeah, League. everything that came in the box is legal. But I mean, like the new cards, like like uh, 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 the guardians or the new guardians cards in this league. Are they? No, no, guardians? no, no. It's all everything before the release of new rules. Got it. So the new rules and ratas. Are, yeah. Okay, so like Doom Prophecy is still unaffiliated. I understand. Okay. Yeah. All of the November updates did not go live. All of like Shuri is still old Shuri. So, I'll give you. Uh, let me let me tell you something else too. I'll give you a fact Jesus. about the. Thing this is I, this is such a no, weird I, daily. Wait, wait 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 wait. No. What are you gonna? Uh, no. Listen. Don't tell him. I'm not telling him anything. Okay. There's no detail. Right. Like listen. <laughs> Why are you telling him? There's no, no detail. <laughs> it's something cool about the final okay. four. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's something cool. Go so ahead. the discussion comes up from time to time. Is this game competitive or fun? What is it? Right. Um. What I can tell you is the top three people that are in it. Um, one has already won TTS twice, twice. One has yeah. won once, and the other guy, I don't know who he is. I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm sure he doesn't listen. But <laughs> basically, um, and then... He's a huge scrub. Is what and then saying. the fourth person is, he's been in the championship final game twice. So 
if you're good at the game, the game is, is his, very competitive. That's my point. It is okay. That that's fair. Is his name Jason? Because he apparently is second place in Jason. <laughs> second place in Jason. What are you talking about? He got second twice. That's oh. what we always used to call Jason was second place in Jason because he got runner up in like nine oh, tournaments. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, but this is the this is this one really is like these people have managed to play very well many times. Um, the, the very competitive. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're clearly despite what affiliations they're playing, they're clearly yep. good at the game. It's not a random. Yep. thing. So yeah, no hints there. I was just throwing that fact out. Yeah, that's just a fun fact while Parker deliberates. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do... I'm going to try to get... Ooh. Uh, Bonus, if you get them 100% correct, I'll double your bet. And if you get them in the correct order, I'll double it again. (laughs) This is like blackjack. Like, if you get get this one, you get this, and you get this, and you get this, I get you. Okay. So, I... I think it's craps, but yeah. <laughs> oh, craps is it. okay. No, okay, no. Just out of curiosity, if I guess all, f- if I do a guess for all four, are you just saying that whatever I bet, I'll get though that that kind of incremental payout is what you're saying, or do I have to do right? Two so for let's one say deal? let's say first place was Black Order, second place was Web Warriors, third place was Guardians, fourth place was Defenders. Gotcha. You got all four correct in the correct order. I would quadruple your original bet okay. in removing probationary episodes. All right, this is what I'm going to do then. I'm going to bet. Uh, let's bet. Let's bet uh, 200 uh, probationary episodes. All right, so the wager is 200 episodes. Okay. And I need to get it. In, I'm going to try to get it. So here's where I think was number one. I bet right. number one. And these aren't locked in. I'll just write them all down, then we'll confirm. Okay. I bet number one was. Kind of wish I just could see a list of the ones in the game if I forget them. List um, of the finishers, yeah, that'd make it easier. Li- no, list of the affiliations. <laughs> yeah, that would make it easier. Uh, you could go to Atomic Mass Games and pull up the affiliation list. I'll do that real fast, so I don't, do I don't mess this. I up. think, you know what? I, I think he needs to also do the top four worst toppings for pizza, as well. <laughs> that, think, that would also be a good one. I think. I mean, we'll add this. All right. Yeah, so top yeah, four. Yeah, next yeah. next question in the Daily Bugle is worst. <laughs> okay. Here we go. These are the toppings. I bet number one was. I bet number one was criminals. I bet number two was convocation. Three Wakanda. Four web warriors. So close. And pizza topping. It's not locked in yet. No. Pizza He's toppings. He's trolling you, though. No, no. We're going to do this one oh, okay. First. This one he first. He might decide he doesn't want to bet anything on pizza toppings. Ooh, okay. 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 So, currently, your bet for first place is Criminals. Second place is Convocation. Third mm-hmm. place, Wakanda. Fourth place, Web Warriors. Uh, I did that, yeah. Basically, now, keep in mind, these are not unique, so you could double up a bet if you wanted. Sure. I, I feel like... Like you could say first and fourth were Web Warriors or something. I'm honestly putting that... I'm putting Web Warriors on the list in fourth as kind of a... I would be surprised if it was, but they should be on there somewhere. So I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm putting Web Warriors and Wakanda in a place I don't think they should be because I wonder if this is weird. I think Convocation was played a bunch there, so I think it's on the list, and I bet somebody was you know did well with them. I bet okay. I think criminals belong in the top spot, and 
I don't know if they got there, but this is I'm doing a top four for a weird situation. If you looked at that top you're four, you'd be like a shotgun approach. Well, no, I'm looking more of a okay. like if I saw that top four, I'd be like, huh? Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. It wouldn't be what I it wouldn't be what I would if I would have written a novel, I wouldn't have written it that way. But I could see how that'd be a surprising like the way the way a you know the way a Super Bowl turns out sometimes, just not the not the team you thought was going to win. But are you betting with your heart? You're yeah, betting with your uh, heart. Heart of the cards, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Jeremy, you have the results in front of you. Is that correct? Yes. You have them pulled up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Parker, you're you're good with your bet. Two hundred on the line. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy, what was first placed? Um, the number one. Hold on. Let me see here. Make sure I get the proper order. Uh, Sam Wilson. Avengers. Sam okay. Wilson running Avengers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. That's number All one. Right. Okay. So that's worried. a miss on first. I was Second worried. Place. That was close though. Yeah, uh, second, so second, okay, so that was also Sam Wilson Avengers. Sam Wilson Avengers again. Sam Wilson, okay. go ahead and yeah, mark it. All right, so second was wrong. All right, so Parker's still alive for winning the bet. Okay. What was third place, Jeremy? Third place was Avengers with Sam Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what was fourth place? Oh. <laughs> uh, huh. Sam Wilson running Avengers. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Got so fucked over, (laughs) We got him. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We fucking had to sell that for ten minutes. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Uh, Are you kidding? It was only the Sam Wilson Avengers? (laughs) Uh, Parker, nope. you're up to 830 probationary episodes. Thanks. I... And 11 pizza rolls. And 11 pizza rolls. I actually... I gave a, I gave a second thought to Avengers just because there's so many fucking Avengers now. Yeah. Um, so I thought about... I mean, they have like the 11 list, leaders. But... Yeah. All I need you're is right. Oh, man, I... That was good. That was worth the entire episode keeping that under wow. wraps. <laughs> that was amazing. Sam oh, Wilson. All right. Would you like to wager on pizza toppings? <laughs> no. What? No. How do I? Get, who? Who? By whose authority do we know the pizza toppings? This sounds subjective. Uh, we will. We will uh, impartially vote. Yeah. Wait, based I, on your answers. Wait. Hold on. I thought you meant like you. You had some sort of like. No. No. Wait, unless Jeremy, did you survey you result or something? Yeah. We pulled two people before you joined the cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Survey Please says close the document while I type it in real quick. <laughs> we'll, so, we'll put you in a different ha- channel while we while we talk about it. Okay, so hold on. So I'm supposed to guess your favorite pizza toppings is what you're telling no, me? No, no, or... the worst pizza toppings, and they have to be legitimate. You can't say like dirt or worms, <laughs> yeah, that would be rusty dead. nails. <laughs> no. So if you name the four pizza toppings, they're they're at least commonly accepted to be pizza toppings. Like you can't say like yeah, like nails and broken glass, like like. Uh, as an example, anchovies. Like is something this... that people people put on pizza that other people think is dumb. Is this so this is something that people put on pizza and you think is bad. Um and uh is is it is it Sam Wilson and the Avengers? Is that the answer? <laughs> no, or it's not. no, no, no. It's not a trick. It's actual pizza toppings. Okay. But you don't have to if you don't want to. I'll do it. Uh let's okay. wager I want to wager uh hundred and seventy episodes. 170 episodes in the in on the plate. Uh-huh. 
right. What's what's your answer to first pizza topping? Uh, pickles. They people put pickles on pizza. Yeah, they call it cheeseburger pizza. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Oh my god! That's a good I, one. Okay. That's a yeah. good one. What's next? Um, things that you guys wouldn't. Things that people don't like. Um, Alfredo sauce. People put Alfredo sauce on pizzas. I, I like Alfredo sauce. It's wrong. That's a on good pizzas? One. Oh, really? Yeah. I. Ugh. I mean, it's it's. You could argue it's not pizza anymore, but like it's it's actually pretty good. Mm, okay. Um. Something that you wouldn't like. I'm gonna go with something basic. Just say that you you don't appreciate it. Uh, onions. I'm just gonna say onions. Onions. Mm. Not everybody. Mm. Not everybody appreciates onions. I see. Um. And the final one. Uh, let's go with jalapenos. Jalapenos are put on pizza. That's, okay. Is that really a pizza topping? Yeah, people put jalapenos on pizza. Yeah, I'm gonna I don't say. I know how to spell jalapenos. It's jalapenos. 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 <clears throat> I'm gonna actually veto Alfredo sauce because that's not a topping. It's okay. A sauce. Yeah. Okay. So you won't, we're going to okay. get rid of that. So uh, you have another option. Okay, Would you like think... to move onions and jalapenos up the list? Uh, no. Okay, leaving two empty. Uh, right. let's put um. Let's put. Hmm, let me think of all the things I've ever seen on a pizza. Things that they wouldn't appreciate. <sighs> so you got onions, peppers. I'm surprised he chose onions. He probably eats that fucking Hawaiian pizza with whatever's on it, like some sort of fucking fruit. Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza has pineapple on it, but I actually yes, I he actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the super secret buzzword. Wait, what? Is that what this <laughs> the was? The secret word you haven't been able to say for three months has been pineapple. God damn it! This I is can't all believe Jeremy came up with a topic for it. Oh. Uh, and I was actually never going to. You win. That I was one. going to say I was never going to say it because it's too obvious. Like, like you guys, you guys would actually probably really like. I, I mean, it doesn't taste bad on pizza, by the way. It does. It tastes fine. I I don't think pineapple belongs on pizza, but I don't disagree that it is edible and and different and enjoyable. But yeah, it's not for me. Um, Hold on. Yeah, I think so, onions definitely belong on pizza. So was this all just a ruse, right? It's all just a ruse to get me one. I mean, more yeah, that was mostly. Episode? If you'd like to okay. bet, we will vote on them. No, it's fine. Deal. Okay. Thanks. Are you gonna? <laughs> you don't want to bet. <laughs> but Parker, you're up to 831 probationary episodes. No, I'm good. I'm capping out there. I'm I'm jumping okay. right there. Right. By the way, nobody gave me any kudos for saying Dompier three earlier. <laughs> I, I, I actually <laughs> caught that. And I didn't mention it, hoping that you would forget. Oh. Dompier three. <laughs> Dude, Blade three was not as bad as people thought it was. It was the best one, in my opinion. Because I will fight you. No, uh, I take everything back. You're the worst. No, the reason why I liked it the most is it was Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool before he was Deadpool, and I that's what I liked yeah. about that. Wasn't Patton also, Oswald in that too? Yes, and that was the that's the best thing I was going to say is Patton Oswald is wonderful in it. Um, They're like the nerd. <laughs> Jessica team, right? Beale's also in it. Yes, which is you know, like a bonus to any movie. He has Patton Oswald has one of my favorite lines in any movie ever when when Ryan Reynolds asks him if he's a virgin, is and he looks at him and he goes, "Oh, I've had sex many times." With ladies, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird awkward pause, but between the first and the second sentence, oh, it's wonderful. I've had sex many times. All right, with ladies. So anyone who is confused, uh, there's a secret buzzword every episode that uh, if Parker says it, he gains probationary episodes. 
uh, it was it has been pineapple. He finally said, it, even though he had to get tricked into it. Um, <laughs> it seems like, and collusion. so now, uh, between now and the next episode, me and Jeremy will get together and come up with a new buzzword. It has to be something that isn't used in everyday conversation, uh, and then that will be the new secret buzzword. And so, and they will continue to be until he says it. Antiquing. Uh, I will probably not be antiquing. <laughs> or will it? Okay. Okay, uh, so that's going to wrap up the Daily Bugle. Uh, so we're going to move, in, move into our main topic today. Or do you guys want to do from the forums first as a palate cleanser before we get into the topics? Um, yeah, do I do the fourth from the fourth? I mean, are we worried we're going to run? Are we going to like run long if we try to squeeze uh, both in? We're probably going to be fine. We just have to hurry through the main topic because we spent a lot of time in news. Okay, uh, so from the forums, uh, we have some clarification. One of our locals had pointed out to us, and uh, we had been talking about it. I think we talked about it on the podcast, actually. Uh, the two missions, Mayor Fisk vows to find missing witnesses, and Terrigen Cloud sweep over city, um, are both very similar in the wording of their effects. Uh, I'll read Mayor Fisk as an example. During the cleanup phase, comma, space, each of the witnesses may flee, period. Starting with the player with priority, comma, space, each player places all witness tokens secured by their opponent within two of their current location, period, space. Each token may be placed this way only once per round, period, space. The Then each character within one of the witness suffers a damage and stun. And then the difference on Terrigen is they instead suffer poison step stun. So his argument was because they're separate sentences that... Even if it doesn't get placed when it was secured, you still suffer the damage in the stun condition. And we had always argued that we thought it was a single block of text, so it's all one rule. So if the trigger doesn't happen, it doesn't fire. And it was apparently clarified on the forums, and I just missed it. This was clarified back on, back on March 29th. Um, the answer is neither of the characters, if two people are contesting it so it's not secured, neither of the characters suffered damage and the token is not moved. And so it's it's a both or nothing. Either it's secured and gets moved and does damage, or nothing happens. Uh, so I think that's a very important uh, thing to know. It dramatically changes the way those missions are played, depending on how you have interpreted it between your playgroup. So I think that's a really important one. Hmm. Does that make sense to you, Parker? Yeah. All right. So this one kind of confused me then, because I was like, okay, well, that's pretty obvious that it's more of like an intended thing. This one is about research station attacked. Um, it's very similar to the Mayor Fisk and Terrigen missions because it has another objective token that is placed if it's controlled. Uh, this one says during the power phase, the researcher may move. If a player is securing the researcher, they may place it within two of its current position. The evac point furthest from their battlefield edge is the evac point. So basically, it's kind of like reverse capture the flag. You're trying to push the center point towards your opponent's board edge. And once you get it to their secure point, then it starts being worth extra points. And the extra points are two if the um, evac point is within range one of the researcher. You get an additional two points. But the wording is such that it just says a player scores two points if they're securing the researcher during the cleanup phase, period. Then a player scores two victory points if the researcher is within one of their evac point during the control phase. And so the question was, do the do you score the two victory points for the researcher being within one of the evac point even if you're not securing the researcher the answer is yes you do which i thought was kind of surprising 
So the researchers just sitting there and no one's around. It's correct. Interesting. Yeah. So once you get it to within one, you will then score it on the next time. So you don't have to be securing the researcher for it to score on the point. That right. Just that score does, for proximity. That makes some sense ish. Like it like logically it makes sense. Like the researcher's supposed to be at the point, I guess. Huh. Is that's 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 a secure mission, right? This is an extract, which is oh, weird because right. it plays exactly like a secure mission. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one. I think I lost that one somehow. It came with Sinister. I don't think I... I used to have that yeah, one. I don't uh, think I have it anymore. No, it comes with uh, Scarlet Witch, which came out at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Sinister comes with the Legacy Virus. That's right. Yeah, but they came out at the, in, on the same day, so it's easy to mix up. Uh, so the next one we have today, this is more of just a shout-out to Thoris, one of the moderators on the forums, and I love this guy because he is... He's moderating with the heart of Will Pagani himself. Uh, the question here is, Ultron uses Doomed Prophecy and dies, then plays Age of Ultron, is resurrected. Does the new resurrected version of Ultron suffer the negative effect of having played Doom Prophecy? Answer is, uh, Ultron may not play Doom Prophecy. It is Asgard character only. Yep. <laughs> and so I absolutely love the complete disacknowledgement of the original question entirely. Mm-hmm. I love how he answers questions. <laughs> it basically just read the goddamn card. Stop pestering me. I love it so much. Thank you for your service. Uh, uh, next one we have up is kind of an oddball. Um, I'm going to pull up this just for clarity. So everyone's familiar with abilities like Can't Catch Me and um, God of Mischief or whatever it is where uh, you can use a react ability to move away from an attacker if you get out of range or line of sight, it cancels the attack, correct? You guys are familiar with these abilities? Yeah. Yup. Well, I don't know if you're aware, there's a Tactus card that does a very similar mechanic. Escort to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, uh, push the targeted allied character toward the allied character playing the card short. If at the end of the push, the target character is outside of the attacker's range or the attack's line of sight, the attack action ends. Uh, so that's a action ends not the attack ends so the question on the forum is basically if someone uses a beam or aoe attack does it cancel the entire action and the answer is no but we are going to clarify this in a later update so you won't have to worry about it uh but yeah rules is written escort to safety cancels the entire attack but they don't get their action back or they do they get their action back um it said if it did not target multiple characters, they may make another action. But it uh. still cancels the entire action. So as long as it targeted more than one person, they don't get another action. So if you were to, let's say, for example, God of Thunder with Thor, it's an AoE 3. Mm-hmm. You get five people with it. You choose to target, I don't know, random character number one first. Another character plays Escort to Safety and pulls them out of range or line of sight of the attack. All five target attacks cancel because the whole action cancels. Because they added the word action to the card, not just the attack. And huh. so they're basically going to a right of the card to not say action. Hmm. But yeah, rules is written that canceled the whole thing, which is really stupid. <laughs> That's dumb, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a read the card timing situation here. Um, I wanted to just bring it up because it is kind of finicky right now. Um, someone was asking if you had the opportunity to use um, Death Factor on Omega Red after 
his end of activation apply poison effect happens and it's the answer is obviously not because it happens at the end of his activation not during his turn basically the person was confusing the second action with um when your activation ends because prior to the november rules update the the forum clarified that at the end of your second action you gain an activated token and so they were they were representing that to say that your activation has ended but then they went on to clarify you can still use powers and things and so there was a lot of confusion about that with some people and so i just wanted to bring that up so people realize that was not the case um this one i know we have done wrong several if not hundreds of times um so the question is uh if a character is dazed from an attack can that character suffer negative status effect conditions as, that were generated from the attack the answer is depends on the individual ability but most of the time no and i was like is that really true have we been what? playing this wrong and for so i put, pulled up hawkeye i was like well surely it doesn't say and then i read the full quiver it says after the attack is resolved the defending character gains one of the following negative effects i was like son of a bitch do they all say this oh wow <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, we've been playing this so wrong. Uh, yeah. Ghost Rider, for example. Ghost Rider, I assumed, because his trigger's on damage. So if the attack deals damage, after the attack is resolved, the character gains the incinerate special rule. So I was like, okay, well that one obviously. But like, let, let, let's, as an example, name somebody who applies it. So I was like, okay, well Scarlet Witch. Does Scarlet Witch get hers through if she dazes the person? After this attack is resolved, for each failure in the roll, apply one of the following negative effects. I was like, no. It's like, son of a bitch, we've been playing this wrong the entire time. Wow. Uh, let's Stagger. try. Stagger's the one that matters. Yeah. Um, I can't search by Stagger, so who does Stagger? Uh, let's do Black Dwarf. Luke Cage. Uh, first Black Dwarf. Uh, Black Dwarf says Stagger after his attack is resolved. Yeah. Um, uh, Luke Cage. After his attack is uh, resolved. Wild after his attack is resolved. Are we noticing a trend here that we've been cheating this entire time or yes. rather hurting ourselves? So, so yeah, we've been yeah. we've been playing this wrong the entirety of the game. So field dressing is much better than we thought. <laughs> yeah, and this is a hundred percent on us for just not actually paying attention to the exact wording on negative effects because we always just assumed they happened on the resolve wild section of the attack, which is like before damage is resolved. But we're wrong. We 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 just assumed like we never bothered to read it. So give we me just... now. I'm trying to find an example that's not after the attack is resolved. Right. Um. So what about Baron Zemo? Well, ninety per nine percent of the time, it doesn't matter. It's just that, like you say, field dressing. Kind of right. Thing. It only matters if they have something that undazes the character, um, which is really just field dressing. God, I'm trying to think of something. Ooh, uh, Venom, because he doesn't trigger on dice abilities. After his attack is resolved, gains power. After his attack is resolved, character gains bleed. Nope. I can't think of a single one that gets through days. Yeah. Wow. So this, huh. if you daze somebody and give them a condition, it doesn't actually give them the condition. That is such a big deal for field dressing. Because yeah. how how many times have I been in a game? Oh, so many times I've been in a game where I was looking I would have field dressed if I wasn't staggered and yes. shocked and stunned. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm not field dressing now. It's dumb. I'm just going to let these conditions fall off. But they weren't on yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So that was one I knew everybody was going to enjoy. Hmm. Interesting. Um, now for the one that made me incandescently mad with anger. Uh... <laughs> So this came up in a game I played yesterday with Richard. Um, apparently, you are allowed to move to any point of the maneuver tool. So when you start in advance, 
you must lock it into your base, right? Like it, both prongs have to touch your, your, your round base. Yeah. And so you have to be locked into a little crescent. You do not have to be anywhere specifically on any other point of the template. So if you have the stick, you could put your round base on the side of the stick anywhere, including touching one of the two prongs off on an angle. What? And not only is this like rules as written, it has been clarified to be correct on the forum. But you don't have to fit it. I I understand no. how I understand how you might have to like you could touch your base to the side of the stick. That that makes sense. But you don't have to fit it into the other side. Nope. Only when you start the move, not at the end. Huh. And I guess the reason that they decided to let people do this is because the wording involved to say you could stop short, but not... Because how would you word it to say mm-hmm. that you have to be centered on the template at the end, but not before the end? Like, it's right. just... It's convoluted wording at that point. And I think they just said the extra movement you're gaining is kind of, like, null. But the thing that really gets me is, like, if you're going around a corner and you're trying to not climb... Like, you bend the template around a corner, it just barely peeks out the other side. You can tuck them then around the corner in yeah. a position that you could never lock the base into. Right. And that was what really set me off. And so you can do these, like, double turns on a normal maneuver tool that only bends once. And right. that really that really upset me at the moment. And so I thought that was incredibly frustrating. I was like, that is just the, exactly the kind of thing I don't want to deal with in, like, rules lawyering crap. But I, 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 the wording involved to prevent it from happening, I agree, is probably a bit much. But they could have just said you have to lock in on both sides, and it would have been easier. Yeah. Hmm. Never thought. But of anyway, it. yeah. So now you guys know you get like an extra like eighth inch of movement if you just go uh, middle to corner every time you move. Yeah that that would have that would have saved annoying. my that would have saved my my bacon a couple times a couple games. Right. And that combined with the fact that not all of the bases are the exact same size, if people at home don't know. Like, for example, the Dormammu textured base, it's got, like, the rune on it, is, Mm -hmm. like, about an eighth of an inch smaller than the actual large bases they make. Yeah. It just came out of the mold slightly smaller. I don't know if it shrunk or something, but, um, yeah, it's quite annoying because, you know, if you put your guy on the cool-looking base, you're slower. And now if you're not abusing the rule mechanics, you're, you're slower than everybody else. And it's, hmm. yeah. The other, the main thing that really upsets me is it encourages like sloppy play. It's like, oh, well, you weren't locked in. It's like, oh, I don't got to be locked in. I'm like, uh, think you do. Yeah, it's also like, I don't know if I like that because it's going to make me feel like I should be pushing it to the edge every single time when yeah. I don't need to. Uh, I've always imagined that the tool you can kind of get to anywhere anyway, so I didn't. That doesn't really change much. Yeah. Very rarely does that little amount of movement really change anything. Right. But it is interesting. Unless you're unless you're fucking crossbones, then it matters a lot. <laughs> He'll take anything. Yeah. He's like, I need every fraction of an inch I can get. Hmm. Alrighty. Uh so anyway, that's that's from the forums today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. That was uh, good. It's a it's a whole lot of trash. Trash okay, man. So we're now going to transition into our main topic, which is experiences in the new meta review uh we went to a tournament that we had at the geekery over the weekend uh at least me and parker did jeremy stayed home and cried about it because he's a little loser person still Uh, crying still crying (laughs) uh so anyway uh first round uh so i took my uh life everlasting dormammu list which is basically just everyone who is impossible to kill and then make them more impossible to kill with impossibleness uh so it's thanos with the mind and space stone Dormammu, 
Ghost Rider, Lockjaw, Ultron, um, Black Cat, Toad, and Luke Cage. I think that's it. Can't remember anybody else on the list. Anyway, I think that's it. So anyway, the point of the list is you play Dormammu and Ghost Rider generally in most of your games, and then you just basically try and never let anybody die because you have like Ultron with Age of Ultron, you have Lockjaw with Last Minute Save, you have Dormammu with Dark Rest or uh, Restoration, or yeah, that's it, Dark Restoration. Yeah, Dark Restoration, uh, and then obviously Ghost Rider is deal with the devil, and so you can do fun stuff like uh, you deal with the devil to Luke Cage, and then you Dark Restoration to bring him back in the end phase. Uh, and so basically you end every game with your whole roster is the kind of the idea and you will eventually outlast most opponents or outplay most opponents to the end game um unfortunately round one i played a real asshole like dipshit player uh that just diced the shit out of me he literally had no skill he was just rolling like nine hits on four dice every fucking attack uh, I think his name was Parker. Yeah, big friend of the really podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big friend of the podcast. Uh, no, but really, we had a pretty good game. I I found a alternate option for my list in that game. I played uh, Black Cat, Toad, Lockjaw, Dormammu, Luke Cage. Uh, I think I yeah I had Luke Cage in that list. Uh, and so we played Legacy Virus Cured. And so uh, first action, I think it was. Either Dormammu or Luke Cage moved up, took a point. Parker went, moved up, took a point. Um, Lockjaw activates, places Black Cat towards Gamora, who had picked up a point. Um, and then I walked up, and then he uh, dimensional watchdogged her, because he has five power in the Dormammu list, because that's fun. Um, and so then Black Cat walks up, hits her with five dice, gets another power, and steals her objective, which was totally funny and not broken. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... Uh, the next turn, I have priority because I'm playing Dormammu. Uh, she double moves long back to Toad, who claims her objective after he has already claimed Dormammu's objective because he gets two power a turn. And so I have two legacy cures on Toad, who proceeds to literally run screaming away from his entire list with double move hop every turn. I was, I think, I was very close to being able to get all three, I think. I, yeah. it, I was... Black Cat was dazed by my leadership, Flames of the Falteen, in the power phase. And if I think if that doesn't happen, I get all three on Toad. Yep. It was going to be interesting, but it, it would have been fun. You got uh, two characters in that game got one damage on them from something random. One of them was the Flames yeah. of the Falteen, and the other was... Was it a bleed? Uh, I think it was gamma. a bleed. We were playing Gamma. Oh, that's right. It was Gamma. Gamma did one damage yeah. and dropped him. Yeah. There were, I was helped out a bunch by one damage yeah. random things. The dice, I mean, I rolled absolutely terrible on defense dice. My yeah. attack dice were fine. Mm -hmm. But I just rolled, I blanked out on like 11 consecutive defense rolls. Yeah. Keep in mind, I'm playing Luke Cage and Dormammu and, and uh, like characters that should not be blanking out. And I, I did not roll a single defense for like three rounds. And so that just made it extra hard. I actually, it was actually a really close game. I think we ended like fifteen to seventeen or something. It was super mm -hmm. close. Yeah, yeah, it was... yeah. That was including a dark restoration because I got Luke Cage to come back to life, um, and I, I played every tactics card I had. I think it was it just didn't get there for me, unfortunately. But it was super fun. Uh, in my next game, all my other games went really well for me. Um, trying to remember, I played Hammers for the first time against nathan who is a great opponent he was playing guardians as well um but he was playing uh hammers uh as worthy chair citizens 
and uh, Dormammu just gets hammers, so the game ends. Like, I had Ghost Rider and Dormammu, both characters are super broken on that mission, because he basically is just delivering me points. Uh, so yeah, Dormammu got three hammers, so he's throwing an 11 dice uh, incantation of obliteration every turn that can, you know, trigger Dark Masma and attack again. Um, and then if he ever gets dazed, Ghost Rider just picks up all three of them and becomes an unstoppable nightmare machine. Uh, it was really bad. Uh, I don't think Drax made an attack. Um, Ronin attacked once and got pushed out of the game by Dormammu as a reactive ability. His best character was actually um, Star-Lord. Star-Lord almost kept him in the game for a bit, but eventually ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, next game was... I played against uh, Inhumans. Um, I had some bad luck with dice in this game too, but it wasn't like absolutely terrible. Basically, my opponent was playing Inhumans. Um, I left uh, Black Bolt on one hit point twice, and that included a eight dice attack uh, while he was incinerated and hexed with two defense with one defense dice. He's incinerated and hexed versus my eight dice attack and took zero damage. <laughs> I was quite upset about that one, uh, and so and then because of that, Black Bolt gets to activate with like max power and. Uh, and hit a three-person beam attack that rolled no less than nine damage on all three attacks. Uh, but it didn't matter because I literally ended the game with all my characters in play. He killed Ultron twice. Didn't matter. Uh, well, he dazed him, killed him, came back to full. Um, uh, he dazed and KO'd Ghost Rider, and he dazed and KO'd and dazed Luke Cage. And all my characters were alive at the end of the game. <laughs> Anyway, those were my three games. I had fun. I think Dormammu is not competitive, but he is fun and he's not bad. So I think you need to be aware of what he can do and don't get caught out on missions. The The, the only competitive side of, to him I see is really that he gets the extra power and he can leverage that in some scenarios. So if your opponent is bringing Dormammu lists, be cautious of like, well, I guess you can't pick your missions anymore, but... Be cautious of what you let them set up. If you know they have priority, you need to be very aggressive about going and getting neutral points. You don't need to pick up your point first. You need to go get one of the ones that's close to them. Because if you leave the middle ones out, they can do weird stuff like Ghost Rider picks up two points. And that's not something you want to happen because you'll never catch him. And so stuff like that. You just need to be cautious Mm -hmm. of the tricks he can do. Dormammu as a character, I think, is subpar. His leadership is good, though. Uh, so Parker, how did your event go? Um, I played Guardians, um, as alluded to by Brandon and I's game one. Um, and my purpose was to play Guardians that were new. Um, so I uh, every every round, yeah, every round I played almost exactly the same list myself, which was um, Star Lord, Rocket, Groot, Ghost Rider, uh, Gamora, and then it had to be some other character that changed a little bit depending upon points. And I, I purposely wanted to see if Gamora, New Gamora, did anything. And first round, who gets Brandon? I honestly felt like, uh, like I, I was helped by his defense dice a lot, um, and it was really close. I just barely got things. You know, uh, one of the main Ooh. things was as I, I had Nebula in that game, and Nebula and Gamora and Ghost Rider were really good chasers, so I could actually go get Black Cat and uh, Toad while they're doing their thing. If I didn't have really effective chasers like that, I don't think they're, I could have gotten the, the points yeah. I needed to win that game. I do want to jump but... in here. Um, he's definitely correct. Him having um, Gamora and Nebula and Ghost Rider was the only reason he was able to stay in this game. If he didn't have all three chasers, 
I would have been able to win on points. Right. I literally sent Toad on a lap around the table yeah. with Lockjaw and everything. It was crazy. Yeah. But also, I want to point out, he was not wrong that my defense dice helped him. Toad was in cover and took and blocked zero. Yeah. Code was in, in cover, rolled three skulls and died. Yep. Because <laughs> he didn't even get to use cover. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the um, My second game was against... Um, um, Man, I'm blanking on my second game. My second game was... You played Richard, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, it was Richard. My second game was against Richard. Uh, and Richard was playing uh, Midnight Suns and Defenders, and he just chose to do Midnight Suns, and he had he did a lot of misplays. He he, he uh, My heart goes out to him. He was trying to play a bunch of new rules that he never played before and handle yeah, them all simultaneously. second game with Midnight Suns. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was really... Uh, there were a bunch of triggers that he missed that were really key moments. Like a Ghost Rider, he didn't give his Ghost Rider hardly any power, um, which I also did my first game with the new Ghost Rider. I, I missed like five power, but it didn't matter in our game. In in the second round, it mattered a lot. If he would have been constantly feeding his Ghost Rider power like he should have, then he would have been able to do a lot more. His Ghost Rider was starved, where whereas mine was always full of power, doing whatever he wanted. Um, he decided to... Uh, I played the same Guardians list pretty much, exactly the same one as I did with Brandon, and uh, he thought he could man up and play a bunch of big characters. So it was Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, uh, Blade, and Sinister. And so he was going to see if he could get really big and, and go into it, and he was going to try to beat me up, and it didn't work at all. Uh, his his Everything just got turned over um, really fast. Uh yeah, it, it just went downhill. I didn't get fantastic dice. He didn't have the worst dice ever, but it was really just... He was trying to s- do damage to kind of all my Guardians at the same time, and it wasn't good enough. Um, also, he tried to pin down Groot early to see if he could just remove him, and he didn't get him down. He flipped him on the first turn, which is great. With two dice rolls, he, he flipped Groot over, and then for the rest of the game, he could only do like two damage to Groot at a time, which can't kill Groot. And so he was... Groot just stayed there, kept doing his thing. Um... Uh, that was those. The second game was 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 a uh, win there, and then the game three was against Web Warriors, and I was a little nervous. Uh, I played um, the uh, Legacy Virus Cures and the um, Extremist uh, consoles, um, and really early game he put Okoye on one of the Extremist consoles uh, on the center line and. Uh, Rocket and Nebula just ate her instantly, just immediately got her off the point, and Groot scored that first turn. Uh, Gamora went up early and into the center of the board to pick up um, the 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 Legacy Virus in the middle, and so using Gwen, Spider Man, and Venom, he tried to like pull her off of the middle to go to attack her, and he managed to do it. Um, he did like one or two attacks on her with every char- uh, character and was able to pull her off, but she just. She just didn't die. Um, because she had stealth, he had to move, and so he wasn't able to get as many attacks. And Web Warriors just don't have fantastic attacks, and he didn't roll great rolls. He just had, uh, like, two dice, you know, two hits and three hits, and Gamora just blocked enough. So I think she took, like, two damage. And of that two damage, she ended up marshaled, uh, doing the, her martial um, bit on uh, Gwen and did two damage to Gwen because she, she whiffed the attack. So... It was. Uh, it didn't work out very well for him. He started the second turn with priority, tried to uh, get Gamora, and she uh, uh, 
marshaled uh, d- sorry did the marshal uh, uh, marshal prowess marshal prowess again did two more damage to Gwen <laughs> and so he's like uh uh and that's uh, yeah you're you're getting exceedingly lucky on dice in this story uh, yeah well uh, I was rolling five and he like I said he just wasn't getting great dice his his offense was rolling like two or three and I was defending like two or three uh, with five that's, dice that's very good rolls on five dice yeah. Um, but yeah, the yes. five versus five, the attack dice should win like eighty percent of the time. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I got excellent uh, rule. I got excellent dice with Gamora. Gamora got to activate, uh, flip Spider Man and Gwen, and then uh, Rocket got a hold of Venom and just ate Venom alive. wasn't able, Venom wasn't able to do anything. Um, Okoye folded, and I was up on points the entire game. I just rode two to three points ahead the entire game until the end. He tried a last-ditch effort with Quicksilver to try to do something crazy and take all uh, three uh, legacy cures, but it didn't work out. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I think Perrin just kind of got into quicksand. Like he he made one or two mistakes early, and yeah. then kept trying to fix them by making more mistakes, which right. I do sometimes. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, obviously, that doesn't work. Like you yeah. just keep digging yourself a bigger hole. Uh, kudos to Perrin though. Uh, he was, you know, he, he had a, he had a really good time, and he didn't get frustrated by you know the the lack of ability to to, to take down Gamora. Um, I don't blame Gamora for being particularly da- uh, hard to damage, but her abilities just managed to interact in that game in a really negative way for him. Um, the final game was um, uh, so I won that game, so I was three and zero. So I went to the final round against uh, Kenny, is his name from St. Joe. Yes, uh, and it was a he basically did a master class on New Hulk. I've never played against the Hulk before, and we happened to play against two battle box scenarios. It was uh, the extremist, uh, not the extremist, the the power cubes, um, and uh, the the one that gives you a power for standing on it. I can't remember the name of that one. Infinity Formula. Infinity Formula. And so he was playing Guardians Lots also. Uh, he was actually playing an identical list to mine. Only instead of me, I was using Gamora and Ghost Rider, and he used Drax and Hulk. And so. Uh, early in the game, I was like, okay, well, I think I can actually send Gamora to the middle point again to pick it up, and so I did, and then uh, Hulk hulked me, and I had never went up against this before. Uh, when you when you go against characters you never see before, you get caught in traps, and he got you me really hard by uh, Hulk. Uh, Gamma leapt and moved once to be next to Gamora, uh, backhanded her with the reroll from uh, winging it, did exactly three damage, so he could then throw her behind him, because you can ignore yourself when you throw. And so he threw Gamora behind him, and then Gamora was stuck next to Rocket and Groot and went down eventually. Um, it was actually a little bit harder, because she's stealth now. Uh, Rocket had to mo- maneuver in order to get it, but eventually they were able to get her down. And basically the game went really far downhill from there. His Hulk only rolled like six or more damage every time he rolled. Um, and he rolled like two attacks a turn and his, I never defended, uh, he threw a bunch of characters. I don't think I ever got a defense, a dodge roll the whole game. So, um, he definitely had the advantage from the very beginning. Cause I've never played either of those scenarios, nor have I played mm-hmm. against the Hulk. So we had a huge tactical advantage and then his dice gave me no room to breathe. So, uh, I, I needed, uh, uh, some sort of lucky break and I never got one really. So I managed to get down his Hulk with ghost rider eventually. Um, but it was it was too late. There was nothing I could do about it. Even once I got Hulk down, he had already had a huge lead for me, just desperately trying to stay in the game. Um, yeah. So, my my new meta comment is: Guardians are uh, the new Guardians are strong. I don't think they're great. Uh, I don't think the the balance is 
push them to like some sort of you know uh, you know uh, level that is unconquerable. Uh, I do think it is there are a couple big quality of life changes for them. The the winging it thing is cool, but the real thing is Rocket and Groot. Uh, Groot getting the ability to to a bodyguard for Rocket at range two is so big. There were so many moments when. Groot was within one of, you know, a, a center point, and Rocket was able to reach his gun so far away from that point and still be supporting each other. It was so difficult to avoid Rocket's gaze, and he was still benefiting from Groot being there. Um, it's so much easier to set up the their buddy tactics card where he shoots three people. Um, it's uh, And the fact that Groot now has the range three attack means he actually always has power two besides that. It was... Very, very strong. Rocket and Groot are much, much better now. I think uh, Star-Lord is marginally better. I think Winging it's just a little bit better than it was before, but um, Rocket and Groot are so much better. It makes me wonder, actually, after I was done, I wasn't super excited to play Guardians again, um, but I was excited to play Rocket and Groot again. I wondered where Rocket and Groot could go, if there were other places they could go besides Guardians. I don't know. That's two I mean, they it, go everywhere. They're, they're it, a good package. It's, but I, it's I two character like slots, that... though. I don't like that now Rocket is the one that stands in front. I think that's really stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I think the mechanic of that is really dumb. But, yeah. Yeah, what what it meant is, with the, the way he works now, he is completely front and center. Um, because you can't throw things through him to Groot and try to hurt him with throws. And yeah. he could be so far away from Groot. Range 2 from Groot is so far away. Um, yeah, I think it's really silly that he's immune to throws. I think that's a big mistake, but whatever. It's clearly yeah. what they wanted. My yeah, my my new meta comment is uh, Hulk is really really good. Actually, I think what he his his uh, Kenny's idea to put Hulk in Guardians is great because the one problem with Hulk is if you drop him in a faction he doesn't belong to is he's six points, which is difficult. Uh, also, he needs like one reroll a turn. He probably doesn't need two, but getting one is great, especially on like like that opening turn if he wants to do the whole thing he did to me, which is gamble leap and throw somebody behind him to 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 take that point. Um, He's a big bruiser that can also control characters as long as he can, is continuing to do damage with his builder. The Having the power in his builder is so big. Um, a faction like Guardians doubles down on that new advantage. So, I, looking back on it, Ghost Rider is great, but um, and not a bad choice for Guardians. But Hulk is superb. I really liked that look. Yeah, I think Hulk's going to find his way into a lot of lists nowadays. Uh, I think like him and Lockjaw specifically are actually going to see a lot of play because Lockjaw will just set him up by p- getting him into position and, and marking somebody for him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you guys played a bunch of games. Let me ask you this. The big change that really is like the big deal in my mind that has changed a lot is the crisis selection thing. How did that feel? You guys feel anything I... about that? absolutely hate it it feels just as punishing as i thought it would uh there was a lot of games where my opponent got locked into really stupid matchups against me and that part of that is because the meta hasn't adjusted to like the danger of playing an aggressive or um i don't know restrictive scenario like like in open play right now and so because people are just so used to well i'll just never play gamma against somebody that's playing a beat-em-up list but nobody has adjusted their rosters for it so they still have it in there and it's like well because if i play somebody that's worse at it than me i'll play it and you're like but that's not an option anymore you're either the apex best at something so you play it 
or you're not you don't you play the boring missions and so i think in about a month people will get adjusted and then we'll see nothing but like core set missions it's gonna be incredibly boring how did you feel parker did it change your game um uh one of the things uh what i what i showed brandon what i was even bringing for for this list uh he would be like why are you playing those missions because i went uh, exactly the thing that happened that I said would happen on the podcast, which is I don't even know what the missions are good for right now. Anyway, like it was already function, <laughs> it was it was already functionally random choice because when I brought three missions to the game, um, I mean there are some really obvious ones, right? Like if I'm playing criminals, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do uh, the station, right? Because they yeah. give no benefit for that. Like so, the really really obvious ones, I was able to. Um, it, it, I think you mean sword base. Sword base. Sorry, sorry. Sword yeah, base. Not, yeah, they like research stations. Yeah, re- they yes, not not research stations. Sword base, but like I, the really obvious um, ones like sword base and criminals. I was like, okay, I won't take this. But everything else was quite the crapshoot, and I did not understand. Yeah, so he's anything. playing guardians go wide basically, and he chose gamma wave into Dormammu. Well, it got chosen for me, but yeah, it got chosen for you, right? But that that's. That was the reason I was so far ahead on points, I think. Yeah. If it, if it had gone differently, I don't know. Uh, to be fair, Gamma Wave ended up uh, helping me win the game because I got to the back points because you had to leave them in order to run Well, away, also, but... like, those two people randomly evaporated to, like, three dice attacks. So, yeah. like, yeah, the if they had ra- actually lived, then it would have been, I think, a lot different. Yeah. But, yeah. I, obviously, things played out in a way that ended up favoring you. Yeah. So, it didn't, it didn't completely screw you. But the... Um... But things like that, like the, I think the the random game mechanic will be completely invisible to to you know people who are just starting the game or like me. I've I don't know how many games I've played, but I still haven't seen every scenario. I went to that tournament and the final round. I, I was in the final round of a tournament playing two scenarios I had never seen before. That's what this game is like. Um, where you, I just I haven't seen everything. I haven't you know got to the to the, you, the problem I think that you run into is you've only played like three lists really like regularly. And those lists were very obvious in the missions they wanted to play. So you haven't put a lot of thought into the list selection right. part of, or the scenario part of list selection. I uh, and like which missions you want to take. Man, I wish I could say that. Uh, I stared at the lat when I built, um, I built the Avengers list, and I probably stared at the missions for hmm, four hours. Just staring at them, all them out on the board, and just looking at them and wondering what to do. Um, I wasted a lot of an evening. It would have been a really... Were you to come down to my basement that day, you would like, what are you doing? Are you just staring at those cards? Those, like, 16 cards? So, yep. How long have you been doing that? About four hours. hours. We're like, why? Because yeah. <laughs> that's... Because that's, cause right now, that's... You got to play them. You can't right. just look at it and determine. You Precisely. Need, you need experience. Yeah. So, and so, that's yeah. the thing. You haven't... Because you started after we had more dynamic missions than the core set, yeah. you never really played them because other people were had played them for a year, you were so, ex- everyone's so excited to play other stuff that nobody ever really went back to them. Right. So I think I've played Legacy Virus Cures like seven times. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've played the Sword Base like maybe ten times. Like it's, it's I played yeah. those two so much and I hadn't played, ever played Cubes or uh, mm-hmm. uh, the whatever the Cosmic, uh, the power one, or infinity formula. Infinity formula. I had never played those before, <laughs> and so it's, and yeah. so, and I know those are super basic. But now after I play them, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what you have to do to play this one. Um, yeah. But I had never even tried those before. Um, so I, I would, I need to see them 
and I, even with sword base, I just feel like I'm just now getting a good idea of how to play sword base after play, seeing it so many times. Yeah. So I guess to, to answer your question about like what is the new random selection do? I think for people like you guys that have played every scenario ten times, I think you're going to be probably really miffed by it because you're going to feel like a lot of your agency is being taken away. But for everyone else in the tournament who hasn't done that, everyone else is like, "Cool, random mission, cool, <laughs> like whatever, we'll play that." Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think if if you go to a game and you just like and you look at the two cards you get to pick from, you're like, "I don't know," and you just like point to the one that has the point total you like. Yeah, it's probably not going to affect you a whole lot. Right. But at the same time, anyone who's putting actual thought into it is going to be very upset. And just because you don't understand how something is punishing you doesn't mean you're not getting punished by it. True. Uh, because you're more than likely your opponent is good. If, if you take the time to listen to this podcast, I expect you put at least some thought into your mission selection. And so I think that you should be upset. But that's my opinion. I, I totally respect you if you don't agree with me. Uh, but that that's my opinion. I think at the end of the day, though, even if two players are the same skill set and one person sees the missions and knows kind of the better ones, um, the better crisis for what they're trying to do, and the other player is just like, well, I like hammers because I roll more dice. I think at the end of the day, it's probably only like a 5% difference. I mean, and of course, that's just a gut feeling percentage, but... I, I, I don't think it's that bit. I mean, you get your dice swings, you get everything else. It is an advantage, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. I actually... I don't... Go ahead. The thing that upsets me is not the game balance perspective. It's not that, like, so-and-so faction is advantaged in this current state because you have less agency over the mission selection. It's more that I think the fun of the game is going down. Because if you're playing missions that you don't want to play because they're your only option to not get taken advantage of, I think that is negative for the game. And I think it will be less fun to go back to basically playing the core set missions every single time you play the game. And it's like, you you basically just took the mission pool from like 12 each to 6 each at best. And 3 of those are probably only if you're playing one of 5 factions. Uh, there is one thing actually that I will say that I did notice uh, and I thought about this uh, looking back at X-Force because I love X-Force and I was staring at him again after I played Guardians and um, uh, the fact that if I get my mission I don't get to choose the points that actually does matter for certain factions and this was, like I was thinking about like X-Force like X-Force loves playing 19 points they love playing 19 points one of the reasons why I've had yeah. such a great experience with them up to this point is that I've always had 19 points and I you've could... always had priority right uh, yeah. because I had priority. And so I went, I have priority. I'm going to pick my pile that has two 19-pointers in it, and now I'm going to have 19 points because I can gu exactly. guarantee both. Yeah. And so... That 100% needed to be stopped. Yes. That was way too powerful. Right. I'm very glad they, they gave the point total choice to the second player. No, I, I, I like that. But what it means for me as a... a talking about like the meta thing is it means that... Uh, the amount of points I'm going to play is entirely up in the air, and I'm much better off having uh, or, or being ready with my list to be able to do lots of different point values, because even if I get the missions that I like, my opponent can just choose a different point value that they brought. Um, it's very, it's entirely random, and so any any faction that really, really, really wants to play a certain point value, um, I think is is going to be slightly disadvantaged, and they're going to feel that disadvantage more often. That being said. Um, for, you know, I'm sure 
there are ways to play X-Force without having 19 points exactly. And the fact that I just that, haven't had to... I'm... The fact that I just haven't had to yet is just a luxury that I probably could overcome by doing something important to the game and learning and expanding. So... That's why I'm so annoyed with the random selection because I feel like the change of who selects point total was such an elegant change because it didn't only remove the power from priority somewhat. It also made it to where choosing missions solely based on what point total they bring to the game is no longer a thing. Like, you don't do that anymore. Now it's about what missions we're playing. And I know there were lists out there that are like, it doesn't matter, pick the 18-pointer. It's like, but I don't want to play Hammers. Doesn't matter, pick the 18-pointer. Your list needs to play 18. And that kind of took the fun out of mission selection for me because it felt like the mission was irrelevant because all that mattered was that you had priority. So you're going to force your pre-constructed list down their throat. And now... Winning priority just means you're getting priority and you're going to pick what color you want. But your opponent choosing the point total means that you're going to choose what mission your army works best on, even if it's not the best point total for them, which feels much more like it was originally intended to be. It feels like the missions now actually matter and weren't just placeholders with numbers on them. And then they do the random selection thing and I'm like, okay, well, that is the exact opposite of the other change where I think it, it is takes fun away from the game instead of adding fun back to the game. Uh, here's another thing, Jeremy, or uh, that I think will matter a lot, is that if you if your opponent is trying to brawl you, um, that was a lot easier to make happen for sure before. Um, I think brawling is a lot less consistent now. Uh, and what's really funny then is also... If you, for some reason, just get screwed into brawling, like you just get screwed into brawling, you need to have some brawling option, because um, the opposite is true. Because um, before, if, you, if I got priority, I was like, okay, I have priority, I'm not brawling this game. Well, now it's, uh, I don't know who, what's going to happen. If your opponent is playing you know, some brawling missions, they might get what they want, and then I have to be able to brawl, uh, because this could get really impossible for me really fast. So, um, it made me think about list selection and... and missions after i played you know, a bunch of the uh, four games in a row under this new scenario and i got to play a pretty wide variety it made me think about it but again all i can do is think about it and wonder because i don't actually know anything <laughs> just wonder yeah. i wonder jeremy i liked your question i think that got my my creative juices going a bit uh you played some games uh even though you didn't come to the tournament because you hate playing this game i don't hate the game i hate you <laughs> Okay. It's, per it's personal. It's not business. So much so that you keep flying to Chicago just to get further away from me. Absolutely. All right. So how how was your experience with under the new rules? Uh, it actually went really good. We both, um, me and Dan, played two armies or two uh, yeah two affiliations we'd never played before. Uh, he wanted to get uh, Parker's blade on the table. I can say it. Yeah. Uh, and... Oh, by the way, I caught Parker saying Blade earlier. He's up to 832. I don't know if you thought you snuck it by me, Parker. Oh, shit. That's too bad. That really is too bad. You were referring to uh, Richard's Blade character. You said Blade. Oh, damn. Ooh, gotcha. He got it. He gets it when it's his model, but damn when it. it's somebody yeah. else's, he, sk he slips up. So he wanted to do that, and he had the new Ghost Rider on the table. Um, I wanted to play X-Force and do the I'm going to attack you more times than should be legal so I had mm -hmm. Sabretooth and Venom and that sort of deal um, and we played on a table that they posted he posted he always posts a ton of pictures and it yeah. had 
I'm going to say 300 points worth of terrain. Like, <sighs> there was, like, there was everything everywhere. Like, it was insane. But it really made it fun and oh wow i didn't realize that you could do the reroll on your opponent's turn that's yeah pretty clever yeah yeah I, oh yeah yeah so I like that. and i also wanted to get zemo in there i couldn't get him in there and i wanted to get a human now that i've thought about it like i want to do inhumans as well because they can do it like an inhuman model mm-hmm. anyway it gets pretty bonkers um but the mission selection and, and it's funny because dan is exactly like parker is saying dan's like i don't know what it fucking does anyway so who cares um and me on the other hand i was like well i do know what it does and i know what i don't want (laughs) so yeah but after we we shuffled it up and there was so much terrain on the table like it really was pretty irrelevant like it really wouldn't have mattered regardless of what we did because the table was in the way so we had the... I think the game is much better on a dense table. Yeah. I think a lot of people play with way too little terrain. Yeah, it worked out really cool. Um, we beat each other to death, and it was super fun. I liked all the new rules. Um, Ghost Rider was crazy. Um, he Basically, Ghost Rider was just, like, drilling me from turn one all the way until I killed him the second goddamn time. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. but... I, I didn't mind the the whole thing, and it felt very good that I lost priority, but I got to pick the point total. I didn't care what the crises were because I got to pick the points, and that felt really nice. Um, what I do like, though, now thinking about it, is the idea of I'm going to take all of my secures and make those high points, and I'm going to take all of my extracts and make those low points. That way, I can... Do do something i can do something um so anyway that that's... Well, i was just gonna say if if the meta evolves to the point where like red becomes the go-to selection mm-hmm. if for priority then yep. you can just put in like okay well i'll just put in the counterpoint totals for my blues yes yeah so, so there's a little bit of thought process there but it's a fraction of what there was correct but yeah. it's something, um, and it does feel pretty good to be able to do something. I I would even lean towards, I think, not having priority is the strongest play right now. I think I think that's where it's at. If there is someone winning, well, it's that. Yeah. I wonder if it was another attempt to nerf priority again. Like, well, if they don't get to actually pick a mission. And it could have been, if they had said priority is a choice now, not a role. If you win the role, you choose who has priority. And you could give it away to somebody. Uh-huh. Then they said the person with priority doesn't pick point total and doesn't pick mission. They flip one at random. Second player gets to pick between two. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Because that way it makes it much harder to abuse things when you don't have priority. And so it's okay for that player to select a mission. And it would give you a reason to go second. Like it would actual choice to go second. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to go second. You can have priority. You're going to flip a random mission. I'm going to choose the point total. I get to pick one, my mission one out of two. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that would have been better. It's in, it's in a funky place, but yeah. I, I I personally don't mind it. At least not so far. I'm sure it'll punish me at it, some point. It hasn't been like apocalyptically bad, but I again, I'm less worried about the bad matchups that are going to happen. I'm more worried about how boring it's going to get when everyone starts playing the same goddamn missions. It's like, these are the three <clears throat> missions that the five best factions abuse the least. 
welcome to the game and you're like this is gonna be these three missions every time you're not playing like the top lists and then the top lists are gonna play those missions and one other mission yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of tts season seven and also las vegas open both of yeah. those are going to be the the telltale signs of what's going to happen yeah I want to talk to, I've been meaning to, I've just been too busy. Uh, I was chatting with the guy who's running the LVO stuff, and we also need to check if uh, the waitlist has been expanded or not. Um, mm-hmm. Did you sign up for the waitlist, Jeremy? I have not. Um, there's, a ton right of, there's a ton of stuff <laughs> going on, Marvel Crisis related, so I'm not overly worried about it. They've got like that buy-in cash thing where you can buy your list and play three games. Um, that... Well, but the they have a limited number of it's not like an event ticket thing you buy a mcp pass Mm -hmm. and they're out of those passes oh really so you cannot play in mcp events unless they expand the size and he's going to use the wait list as argument to expand the number of players they're allowing so you need Mm. to sign up so they will increase the number of allowed mcp players do you have to buy a ticket to sign up though no, it's just a, it's just a sign up sheet. It's just oh, you okay. say I want to come to LVO and play MCP. That's yeah, all yeah. It is. Okay, I'll you just put that. your name on it. Okay, I linked it in the thing. Anyway, um, one quick thing I did want to bring up now that we're talking about nerfs and stuff. I actually am starting to think that they banned all you've got just so they didn't have to answer rules questions about order of activation when you end your activation and when your turn ends, because. Half of the shit on the rules forum when I was looking was just, when can you do this card? When can you do that card? And it always comes down to all you've got because it res- it happens after you gain the activated token. And with the way the the game is right now, you gain the activated token when your turn is over. And so functionally, it does not work. And so I think they banned it just so they wouldn't have a conflict. Obviously, it was a really good card and probably worth banning anyway, but... I wonder if that put them over the edge. And they were like, maybe we'll ban it. And they're like, no, 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 we're banning it because of all these rules problems it causes. Because mm. you can't play it until your turn ends. And once your turn is ended, you can't play it. <laughs> or rather, you would be activating a character outside of your own turn, which would be very complicated. It was just funny. I'm wondering if it's going to be like drop-off and they're going to bring back a pseudo, like, all-you've-got card that just has different wording and timing. Like, maybe you have to play it at the start of your activation, so you can't, like, get the information of how well you do with your first activation. And maybe it'll just remove you from play so you can't be resurrected and stuff. But anyway, I saw that. I thought it was funny. All right. Are you guys... You got anything else you guys want to talk about? I think we've pretty much got everything. I'm good. All right. Um, well, anyway, uh, this has been Brandon. And Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD. Jeremy, this has been at me. MySpace backslash backslash still got it dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Hit like. Yeah. And uh hopefully you enjoyed the episode, guys. This has been Pineapple. So what are we gonna call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous.
So, uh, did Parker tell you why his audio was deleted last time? Because he was drunk? No, it wasn't because he was drunk. What happened? That would have been more excusable. Did you fall asleep on the keyboard? No. That would have been slightly more excusable. Okay, what'd you do? Uh, remember when I got up to my ridiculously long f- uh, cord? Oh, God. When I got up to get it, uh, it pulled out for just a split second, and it, like, ca- uh, cut it. Oh, like, no. Yeah, so Parker unplugged his headset while we were recording, which paused his recording. Oh, no. Wow. And which is why it only recorded 11 minutes. <laughs> but now I have it set up so I have three screens. The reason why is I had, like, multiple screens. Yeah, I couldn't see it. So I couldn't see my audacity. So now here, I have... I'm going to share my screen so Jeremy can see, because I don't think he's done this. He's seen my screen before. So this is one of my monitors. And so one of my monitors has the OBS in the bottom right, which is the backup recording. That's recording all the audio going through my computer in different channels. The top right's obviously Audacity. That's my private channel. And then the Discord's on the left, so I can see what you guys are doing. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's how I have one of my monitors set up, and the other monitors all like material and stuff we're going through. Yeah, well, I don't have all that, so you guys are awesome. Well, I would just recommend that you have Audacity and Discord visible, mm-hmm. or at least you should be looking at, you should be able to see Audacity to make sure your recording keeps going. Because if something happens to Audacity and it's in the background, you won't know you stopped recording. Yeah. Which, if, if the backup fails, means we lose the episode, so... And the backup has failed before. We just never happens to have like matter because you know we don't need it. Yeah, I get you. We want to be really safe. All three of us could be running backup recordings, but that's not going to happen. I take it because Jeremy would have to learn how to do like anything other than like Reddit. I don't even know how to do Reddit, so don't oh, even. Yeah. That, that again seems like that seems like a forum Jeremy thinks a forum is where you go to yell at people is that a forum person. is that i think yeah. we're talking about forums right now yeah like when you're arguing over the price of your car at the dealership that's a forum like to do i don't, I thought, I, don't he, go, I thought he meant like he thinks like yeah. the like the the traditional roman forum with like the columns and you walk yes. through it and you know like everything talk. is either a chat room or facebook that's all i know about <laughs> And sometimes How do I use these chat. AOL CDs? I have an entire closet full of these AOL CDs. <laughs> you are technically the one closest to having an AOL CD with that stupid Hotmail address you use. <laughs> <laughs> I've explained this before. Yeah, I have I a know. Hotmail. But also my Gmail is a Hotmail account. Because I typed it. They let you type in the, the post. And so I typed in at Hotmail. Because I wanted it to match. What's always funny is someone at work, I'll get a new employee or whatever, and I'm like, okay, what's your email address? They'll say like, something, 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 yahoo.com. I'm like, you're fucking with me now, right? <laughs> yahoo is still pretty popular. Like, there's there's yahoo accounts. reasonable amount of people that have it. I, well, it's unreasonable. But like Gmail's the most common now, right? Yeah. I mean, basically everyone has Gmail for their social life. And Outlook, some sort of Outlook that's attached to their corporate, whatever the job is. That is precisely correct. Yep. <laughs> that that's basically like adult shit right there. Microsoft has all the corporate accounts on lockdown for some reason. Basically, yes. They probably just blackmail. It's like we're gonna we're not gonna let you use Windows unless you fucking use Outlook. And they're like, oh no. Yeah, I mean, really, it seems to me that Outlook is. Um, 
how how they're not being pulled apart by the government saying that that's a monopoly or some shit. Like there there's nothing else in the world I don't think that people use. Yeah, it's I think Google is all. Thing. I think Google is also out there. Like is it? a lot of school. A lot of schools now use like the students side. They use like, like exclusively Google stuff. The teachers still have Outlook like accounts, mm-hmm. but every building I've been in for a long time, the students only use Google based stuff because their data is so huge. So you can they can hold all the stuff mm-hmm. students ever make. Yeah, that whole side of it really kind of exploded with COVID, right? Like everything went online, and everything is like accessible now well i'm not i'm not gonna lie i have been i as soon when i went to uh the district i'm in five years ago like the the second question i asked them was do you have one-to-one computers and they at the interview and they're like yes i go that i will only teach a paperless classroom from now on paperless purely i will mm-hmm. never ever touch a piece of paper again if i can possibly help it there is a my favorite thing about my classroom is every year I get uh, uh, pencils, like boxes of pencils, brought into my room from like the kids that bring them to school and stuff as part of the Christmas, uh, the part of the, you know, the beginning of the school yeah. y- uh, list. And I have five thousand fucking pencils now because I don't <laughs> use any of them. And so when st- I, I the, my students know, like if they lose a pencil or something, they can come get them from me because I have infinite pencils. And a lot of teachers run out after like you know the first two months, and I still have infinite p- uh, pencils because I I do not use them in my classroom. Ever, um, interesting. And I love it so much. Oh my god, I love it so much. You have never, you have never fucking hauled like a shit the, until you haul all of a student's like project work from your classroom <laughs> to your car, and you have to make like four fucking trips because of how many fucking papers they turn in. Oh, it's just so obnoxious. Yeah. But now I'm just like point and click. How many times did I, was like, did I pull out a piece of paper and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Like thousands, thousands of papers. No <laughs> thousands. Names on them. Thousands you of papers. Just like, you just like guess as best you can. Yeah. Or it's like, yep. you just do all the ones you can identify. And you're like, right. well, I have four. They're all D's. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, who like, knows? Like, I don't care whose it is. But now, but now, like, that's impossible. Like, but I love it when sometimes when a student says, no, I think I turned that in. And I go, no, you didn't. And they go, well, I think I did. I go, no. It's not possible. Like, it's not possible. You either click the button or you did not click the button. And they go, I think it just didn't save. I go, nope. Not possible. Also, no. It's Google. If you had connection to the internet, if it lets you type on the document, it was saving automatically. You are lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> you uh... are a goddamn liar. And and they know it. Like, they know they, they don't, you know, some kids try that. But, but after a couple seconds, I was like, nope, it's not physically possible. That's not actually possible. And they go, I think there was a glitch. You go, nope, not a thing. Glitches are not a thing. I believe you that you took all the keys off your keyboard and rearranged them to not be a QWERTY keyboard anymore, and now you can't tell what the hell is going on. That I believe, you little weirdo. But no, you did not. <laughs> you, did, you did turn it in or you did not turn it in. Google says so. Huh. Yeah. I'm psyched about yeah. some tailgating. What are we going to eat? I don't know. What are you making? Um... Last time was super good. Don't ask You're me. You're the I'm... professional browner. That's true. That's true. I mean, all I got last time was the hot dogs and stuff. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it, it's not complicated. It's just tailgate food. I'll bring out like uh, four raw racks of ribs and an entire like raw like pot roast. All right, guys, <laughs> let's get this going. Can we dig a hole <laughs> in this parking lot and make a smoke pit? Exactly. 
I heard. I heard we, we need, have experience. We need to ruin with... an entire fucking hog. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Can we, can we ruin an entire pig in three hours? I think we can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could. Yep. In fact, literally doing nothing ruins it. Uh huh. We've got. We have a tiny little fucking camp stove thing, and a giant hog on top of it, just smoldering in one point. Slowly rotating. All right. Who wants a yeah, part of this barbecue? It's just the nose is starting to turn black, and the rest of it's like obviously still completely raw. This is gonna be fine. <laughs> This is going to be great. We're slow, going to eat it after the game. It's a slow cook. Yeah. Low and slow. That's what it is. It's fucking 50 degrees. It's not <laughs> cooking at all. This is basically chilling. Like It's not doing anything. Oh, boy. It better not rain on us again. That's all I care about. That was awful. That was great. I don't know. I, I mean, kind of sucks, I... sucks we lost that game. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoyed fading in and out of consciousness while hiding underneath that <laughs> Concrete. Thing. We kept trying to sell your body to people who would come by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much is this guy worth right here? Just... If if I would have woken up without a kidney, I would not have been surprised. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Well, did you really want to wake up in a bathtub full of ice? Would that made you feel any better? <laughs> no, I don't know. It may have been warmer. Although you, Saturday. you, it was uh, quite chilly. I believe is the term. Yeah. The temperature looks pretty good. It's going to be like 50, what's it going to be? Fifty-seven. It... As yeah, a high, that's be... not terrible. That's good. Until the freak hailstorm happens, uh, <laughs> the sideways rain. Yeah, man, that was a. Uh, it was so much worse because they delayed the game, and I get there was lightning, but holy shit, we literally stood there for like an hour and a half in the rain and the wind, waiting for the game to start again. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy, and then to lose, <laughs> to, to yeah. just get a fucking shit pushed in. Here you go. I'm pretty excited. Chiefs are playing pretty well, finally. Yeah. The defense went from, like, literally the worst ever to the one of the best in the league in, like, four weeks. Yeah. Obviously, it's not super sustainable, but I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm super psyched to hear what the guys have to say about it, this game coming up. I need to learn my Always Sunny. Guys. I gotta get my Always Sunny oh, Kingdom. I, see. Yeah, I gotta yeah. get it. I keep checking it. I don't know what day they put that out. It's uh, usually Thursday night. All right. So tomorrow. They better not let me down. I'm ready. <laughs> let me look uh, let me look see what the National Weather Service has to say. I'm curious. Didn't didn't we just check the weather though? Yeah, I did. Oh you did? I missed yeah. it. It's like fifty seven, he said. Fifty seven wow. high, but the low is twenty seven. Let's hope that low doesn't Oof. hit um, around seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's one cold. It's gonna be a night game, yeah, it's gonna get cold fast. It does say mostly sunny, partly cloudy, so it's not going to be. I check the weather at like 10 p.m. though. Don't check it. Can you do hours? Not, not to Sunday right now. National National Weather Service only has temperature ranges and like sunny, cloudy. Hopefully, the 57 isn't like 6 (laughs) a.m. Okay, so you you guys know Connor, right? I know Parker does. Yes. I know him. Jeremy, you know Connor? I know uh, him, yes. Yeah, so he just messaged me. He apparently just turned on Always Sunny for the first time ever. Oh, man, that poor kid. <laughs> He's like, I'm watching episode one, and it hurts. Yep. Oh, that poor kid. The, you fucked him episode up. Episode one, do you remember episode one, Jeremy? I don't. The gang gets racist. It's been so long, I can't even imagine what that's <laughs> even about. That's a... Uh, that's when uh, D brings the her acting friend that's black to the bar, and then mm-hmm. he tries to like fill it with all the college kids. It's 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 a good one. 
I don't remember the first season very much because of no Frank. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the first two episodes they shot like privately, separate from the network, before they got picked up because they did it as like a two episode pilot. And uh, they got paid three hundred dollars total for the first two episodes. Oh God! <laughs> they had a lot of <laughs> lot of confidence in that one. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that new podcast that's coming out with uh, all of them talking about every episode. That's gonna yeah, be that awesome. Yeah, that sounds like it could be good. It's just like lightning in a bottle. I don't know what it is about that show. I love dark humor, so obviously it's right up my alley. Yeah. But it's just so magical. And and people that say it's just offensive and don't like it, I don't think they understand no. that that's why it's funny. Like that's why they're joking about it. Like like they're they're drawing attention to the the elements of human nature that are the worst. They understand what they are, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it great. They're not trying to. And be the best part is different. like. Yeah, that no point do they ever try to make themselves out to be the good guys. They they make themselves out to be the like dregs of society yep. that nobody will associate with. Yep, there's there's no redeeming qualities to be found. They're just mm-hmm. Charlie just is like the only one that could be the hero of the story, and even he is like massive pitholes of a human. <laughs> like, well, only the only thing that said like the reason that you can say that is because he's so stupid. Like mm-hmm. that's the only he's, way he's, he's, he's innocent, guy. right? Like he's not doing it maliciously. <laughs> right. no. he's, 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 he's the stupid. innocent. Yeah. He's doing yeah. his best. Like that's his best. Um, I watched an interview with Glenn Howerton. He was talking about how his favorite parts of the show is when Charlie's the straight man, and he's like, he's the one telling people you gotta stop. Like because that's like <laughs> you, if once you know Charlie, that's the point of no return. If Charlie's like, uh, I don't know about this guy. It's like we're about to commit murder. <laughs> like. Yeah, maybe we should stop. And they're like, no, no, it'll be fine. Like, that's the point where it's like, okay, we're going over the deep end. Oh, man. Uh, Parker, we got we got some brain teasers for you this episode. Mm. I'm going to put this in. um, What'll be a good one? I have a whole bunch of from the forums today. Uh, We have hobby projects is probably gonna be pretty slim. Main topic uh, event review. We'll do new meta review. Trying a new position of my mic, and so it's harder to type because my mic is between me and my keyboard now. What if I can do this? Can you guys hear me okay still? Yep. I can hear you so much. Better or worse? (laughs) I can hear you so much. I can hear you all. All the way. Is it better or worse than before? Uh, I didn't actually notice much of a change, so... Okay. It's as as sultry as it was, mm-hmm. if not more. Like crushed velvet. Is it steamy? <laughs> All right. Um, ooh, I have a wild speculation corner. Oh, God. Ooh, I know. We'll do Daily Bugle. Is this season five, Jeremy? What, season five? No. So season six. Six? Six. They're, ju- they're just making seasons up now. No, it's six. It's weird. It's strange because they're finishing up with uh, the old rules. So I, I can't. I'm just like, uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand the logic behind oh, it. Oh, sure, sure. 
They did that at the World Team Championship several times where shit would change and you're less like, you're stuck with it. Or random change. <clears throat> Alrighty, I'm ready to get into it. Are you guys ready to get into it? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. I have a post-ramble topic of Hawkeye. We'll talk about that later. The show? I haven't, I haven't seen the show, so. Then we will speculate. I think Hawkeye's going to be in it. All right. Spoiler, he's in it. <clears throat> Spoilers. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it should be the gang tricks Parker <laughs> as many times as they can. <laughs> we can trick you and it be pineapple. That's, That's true. Fine. That's, That's true. fine. That's fine. Yeah, we, we got... God, that was so good when we got you with that thing. <laughs> the, the Avengers one was really good. Yeah, the, the, the pizza pineapple one was thing fine. Jeremy had to try real hard for. I, look, I you I didn't name. You were gonna get roasted if you actually bet episodes on that though, because you didn't name anchovies as the worst pizza topping. Oh, I thought you guys. I thought you guys were seriously. When you guys enter that kind of thing, I assume right. it's bullshit. I assume it's a trick. Okay, so well, I you thought shouldn't have bet surely anything, it's man. not anchovies. That was you're like really three obvious. card Monty. Let me put some money on this. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah. No, but the uh, the betting on the Avengers one that was 100 percent legit. I didn't think you were gonna get it, but man, we railroaded you hard in that one. Yeah. And I even I even paused and asked you, "Are you sure you don't want to name the same faction more than once?" But I never mentioned Avengers on purpose. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was that funny. was that was funny. That that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> that was that was. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. Okay, so you uh, you want to talk about something because I I do have work in the month tomorrow. Well, oh, uh, uh, I was just going to talk about the Hawkeye show, but if you haven't seen it, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So instead, we'll talk about something I have seen more of, which is Dexter New Blood. I watched all of the available episodes on Showtime. It's so good. Is it? I haven't Parker, watched all the rest of them. It's so good, okay. Parker. I do like me some Dexter. I someone told me they thought it was only going to be one season. I got so sad. I was like, "Wait, it's going to go away?" I like this show so much. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. It's it's shaping up to be very good. Good. That that, that that's one of those shows that you root for because mm-hmm. like what a great idea, what a great like cast. This was a really good a really good thing and then it just Where do you <laughs> sign Where do I sign up for this thing? Uh, it's that I posted the link in the podcast. I got the link. Yeah, you you just click the link, and then you do what it says. Yeah, it's not no. hard. <laughs> like, no. Uh... No. So I have to register? You just have to make an account, I think. I don't know. No, you don't just... have to make an account. You just have to, it's, you just use yeah, your Parker Google did profile. it. You just, you just put your name in. It's like name and email. That's yeah, just, it. that, it's just your name and your email. That's all. Yeah, and then oh. they email you when space opens up. Hmm. You don't need a MySpace account. <laughs> No, don't you don't even need a Google it. Chrome account. You just yeah. You just... Do I need a MySpace? How many MySpaces do I need? Do I need a? Where's the chat room? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jeremy! <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, I have some good news. Um, I found the memory card that was missing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we have we have at least one game from uh from the St. Louis tournament that I can post. Um. My shirt was vigorously removed from me at one point, and I lost it. <laughs> and so it was recently found. <laughs> Waitlist. Okay, here we go. Did you finally click the link, and then it said, please type your name and email? 
No, I had to ask a wizard. It's asking for my social. <laughs> like, what have you done? Stop clicking uh, buttons. I have um, Venmoed a lot of cash. <laughs> yeah. I just gave them my credit cards. They were like, they asked for the numbers. I just put them in an envelope and mailed them to no, them. No, I didn't. I took a picture of the front and back of my credit card, as you yeah. do. Are you sure it wasn't a charcoal etching? <laughs> charcoal etching. Okay. I did. Oh, uh, Parker, uh, I told Jeremy about this uh, beforehand, but uh, I am going to give you a stroke. Are you ready? I got uh, some zingers. Oh. Oh, fudge. Uh, Jeremy, this one's for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, why yeah. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? I don't because know. Because he was outstanding in his field. God damn, that's a two-part. <laughs> I like that one a whole bunch. That's fucking solid. <laughs> I like that one a whole bunch. Fucking got him. Parker, this one's for you. What okay. is blue but not so heavy? Light blue, motherfucker. <laughs> damn. That's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, I'm going to save these other two for next week. Uh, I think one of them is very lowbrow, and the other one is going to get Jeremy real good when he's not thinking about it. So, so I'm, ca- I'm calling my shot. I'm like I'm like the babe. I told I told my girlfriend the um the joke about the Tyson thing and the religion and to get punched, oh, yeah. punched in the faith, and she goes, <laughs> "Did you just make fun of a speech impediment?" Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. I don't know, man. That's a red flag right there. That's like putting the toilet paper in backwards. Like, just There's, run. Um, <laughs> just yeah, get away. I don't... Oh, man. Beards, not mullets. <laughs> so, apparently, yeah, I'm a bad guy, so whatever. Yeah. I knew that. Just tell her the uh, the Scandinavian folk song one. Oh, God. She, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she probably wouldn't get it if she never played Mortal no, Kombat. No. Oh, yeah. God. Did you, see, did you go see Ghostbusters? Parker? I've not seen Ghostbusters, no. I liked it a lot. Very good. I don't get to see movies unless I move heaven and earth. So the last or time we did a, that it's was... it's a kid movie for girls? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, maybe a kid movie for girls. Actually, I don't know. Uh, like, my youngest couldn't handle it. I'm sure she couldn't handle, like, sitting in a theater for the entire time. She'd still, she's yeah. still too young. Four, four years old, they're still, like, mm, bored. And... Yeah, it wasn't short. It was... It felt yeah. reasonably long. I liked it. I thought it was a lot like Force Awakens, but a little bit better. Uh, they they did all the fan service stuff they needed to do. Yep. I wasn't a massive fan of how it ended, but the the middle and beginning of the movie were so good that it was hard to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Good writing and all that. Like it was better than the girl one. I'll give it that. Oh God. I would love. I also love me some Paul Rudd. He has, I have a hard time. Yeah. He has a hard time doing wrong. Uh, it's a lot like Stranger Things. The kids steal the show. Yeah, correct. I'll give yeah. like the the adult acting is good too, but the the kids just steal it. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I was actually surprised because the the one kid is from Stranger Things, but the girl was amazing. I don't know if she's from anything else. I haven't. I don't remember seeing her in anything else. She was awesome. Anyway, though, uh, Parker's got to go to Betty Bye to get up and do his worky works. So, yep. uh, uh, yes, I guess we're gonna get out of here. Let's do it. You guys ready? Yep. <laughs>